I think you, we need to hold each other to a schedule. Yeah, I think, like, this is perfect for me, like a Sunday morning type thing. Yeah. But, obviously, you know, I know your job doesn't really allow all the time for that, so. Yeah, let's see what we can we yeah. figure out. You know? Or I could, you know, whatever. We'll figure it out. Sure. I think when, when like, you really want to do it, you do it. Yeah, think, yeah Even yeah. if we just said we're going to do this once a month. Yeah. I think we should be able to commit to that once a month. I think so. You know, if we just said every third Sunday, this is what we're going to do. And that's what we would do. I like it. Third yeah. Sunday? Whatever. You know, I'm just yeah, saying that because this one, is the man. third Sunday of this month. That's the only reason I'm saying that. I yeah. think that's good. Yeah. 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 I think you just made a schedule. Yeah. You're the boss, man. Every third Sunday. That could be like... That could be... John. What's up, dude? <laughs> Are we still on schedule? Yeah, we're good. Dude, I don't think we keep this schedule no. very good. <laughs> I think we're doing good uh, in the sense that we, we keep the schedule, but we're definitely like super like, all right, we want to talk, man. Let's put another one out. Let's put well, another yeah, one out. Yeah, I think if you feel like you're going to fucking miss the opportunity to do something, you're like, let's get in there and just get this done, you know, yeah. get this content committed to something. I mean, it's good that we hold the schedule, though. I'm, I'm like, uh, I'm digging the schedule, but I definitely sometimes, even I, I it's funny because I think sometimes you can't read me. Sometimes you'll send me a text and you're like, "Damn, man, I don't know if he's like excited about this or not." And then I feel like I'm letting you down, man. I'm like, "Fuck nah. this guy, he doesn't know that I'm like hanging off the side of a fucking crane right now." Like, nah, I know. You know, and trying to answer his text message, you know. My I get like hard super fixated on out. stuff, and I'm just like, I gotta send them a text. I got an idea. I got this. I got, you know, that's just how my mind operates. But I know you're not gonna get back to me right away, so it's not a big deal. I just don't want to let you down, man. You're not. You're not. <laughs> this is like an oasis in my day doing this, you know. Ah oh, man, I'll tell you what. You um, you brought up the topic, and I was like, yep, we can totally do that, and we'll get to that. But uh, I was like. I started like going over some ideas in my head and I was like, yep, this is going to be fun. You know, last, last episode was very, uh, uh, I'm going to say serious or like, you know, like we, we touched on, you know, real stuff, I guess. Yeah. Like cornerstones of our personalities and stuff like that. And just flaws and working through them and trying to be more consistent and changing it was almost like a self-help episode, which we're not experts on. At least I'm not, so, you know. But it, I think it came off pretty good, and I got a lot of good compliments on that one. Isn't that the funny thing about that, though? Like, uh, I don't think we need to even say that we're not experts, because right. I think even the experts are full of shit. Yeah, I'm not an expert on anything, and I, you know. I mean, look at the liver king, dude. Fuck that guy, yeah, you know? know? <laughs> He's a cunt, too. <laughs> I gotta start every episode by calling yeah. somebody a cunt. You Liver know? King's a cunt. <laughs> Let me tell you about cunts. All right. Let me tell you. John, can I tell you something, man? So the reason that I do these podcasts is because originally my goal was that I wanted to try stand up comedy and I had such a fear of stage fright. Like, I mean, unbelievable fear. Like Jim Morrison standing backwards singing to a fucking audience fear, right. you know? So I started doing this because I thought, all right, man, sitting in my little dark room, 
you know, talking to a microphone's got to be way easier. And it wasn't. It was hard. Yeah. You know? I did all of this because I wanted, I just want to tell fucking funny jokes. I want to say funny shit, you know? And in the process, I started building these social media, you know, presence or whatever. I even met some guys that are pretty famous and have millions of views and followers. And this is the modern way, you know? Sometimes I'm an older person, I guess. And and sometimes I look at it and I think, what the fuck? This is stupid. I don't want to participate in this. But... I recognize that people are making a lot of money doing this. So, honestly, this is all really about this fulfillment of comedy, but also I'm hoping that it can generate some wealth someday to help me, you know, take my family out of Delco because you people are cunts. (laughs) (laughs) Especially Swarthmore. (laughs) I just think um, I'm happy as long as I'm having a good time doing it because, like you said, like... You're not young anymore, you know? So, like, the aspiration doesn't become... Like, yeah, I would love to make money off of it, but um, I think I just... I want to have something that I can work on and build on, and I, I always call it this ever-evolving work in progress. Like, anytime I make a post, like, I hope you check out our ever, uh, ever-evolving ever work in progress. That's... Because that's what it is to me. It's like... Like we said the last episode, we're, like, in that sketchbook stage of the show like we're trying we're still fleshing out what it is and what it isn't and you know i think it just naturally it kind of becomes what it's supposed to be on its own but that's kind of the way i look at it so 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 that's always gonna i think that i'm one of these people that uh like we discussed on the last episode i need milestones to look forward to small goals yeah small goals but sometimes they get bigger now this is where I'm going to tell you the story of the last couple days of what's been going on with me. So I have this little uh, TikTok account that I do cars and shit on and like uh, post. Dude, it's I have it down to a fucking science. I curse at my audience like I do on this show. And then I ask them a stupid question. I don't do that on here because you have no way to fucking answer me. I wish you would. Right. Yeah, maybe we should do that and have them answer us on, on Facebook or Instagram yeah. or whatever. But but anyway, so that's what I do on TikTok is I I point at these cars, I ask them questions about the cars, or I, I yell and make you know, make a big stink about something. Really it's all staged. It's all for fun, you know? It's all stuff you probably already know the answer to, and then they just kinda respond however. But it's engagement. You're engaged yeah. So uh, it's been doing pretty good. Like, uh, for me, I'm pretty content with, like, the few thousand followers that I've gathered. And, like, people engage. They, they talk to me. They give me uh, feedback. They'll Sometimes they break my balls, which I'm a mechanic, and I've always lived like that. So, to me, it's like, this is a part of it, mm-hmm. you know? But there was always, like, milestones in building that account and, like, this theory of, like, all right... On TikTok, you can't make any money until you have 10,000 followers. So that, to me, is a goal. That's a milestone. I want to make 10,000 followers. And then, at one point, it was like, all right, I want to see 100,000 views on one of my videos. And I did it. And I was like, holy shit. Yeah. I have almost 300,000 views on one of my videos. 300,000 people saw my fucking video, my voice, my curse words... That's like kind of mind blowing, you right. know? Like, so then the like the next milestone is a million. Two days ago, 
I got a million views. No shit. I got a million fucking humans on this planet watched me, responded, cursed. 33,000 people liked the video. (sighs) But in modern times... (laughs) Yeah. If you curse too much or you say the wrong words, you get banned. Right. So I my video got pulled. No shit. A million fucking views. And, you and then got all pulled. of a sudden the next day I noticed nobody's liking it anymore and there's not getting any more views. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on right now? And a couple of people commented and they were like, nah, you're fucking racist. And I'm like... <laughs> Why? Why are you... Yeah. I don't understand. I didn't say anything about any ethnic group at all. Mm-hmm. I did mention a city that has a laboratory that creates fucking biological, you know, diseases. But I didn't say the people living in that city are all fucking horrible and they yeah. should all die. I didn't, I didn't say that, you know? I didn't say that we should wipe them off the fucking map, you know? Right. So, you know... <laughs> Anyway, I'm going to transition with that story in the fact that, like, dude, I've wanted to do comedy since I was a fucking kid. I remember as a kid going to my family get-togethers, and my goal was always to try and make the adults laugh. Yeah. You know? I was That's a- my goal is to make anybody laugh. Yeah, you man. Know? I really enjoy it, you yeah. know? And, um, and, and to me, like, this is all working towards someday attempting to make a presence, make my name known as a a person that makes people laugh. Mm -hmm. That would be an incredible goal for me. It's a very long-term goal at this point. But I do feel like modern times are are like fucking crazy. You know, like it's it's like, I understand the need for like um, perhaps a little censorship or a little uh, compassion towards like... uh, do I think people should be able to walk down the fucking street and just scream ethnic slurs anytime they want? I, I, it's such a hard thing for me, this concept of free speech. And, like, is it is it bad? I don't think you should incite violence. Right. I think the moment that you start telling people that it's a great idea to go hurt people or that that group of people deserves to die, yeah, that is now a terroristic threat. Well, I think once you start controlling one thing... Like, if you can't say this one particular word, then you kind of snowball into other things that you can't say because there's this generalization of, um, you know, I guess my point being always is context is king. And that if there's no malice in it, and I didn't set out, you know, I didn't come out here to hurt anybody, then somebody should be able to read that and know that and understand that, you know? Like, comedy is kind of crossing a line. Sure. And then getting a reaction. That's what it is, you know? Yeah. And I think it's a lot harder to be clean comedy-wise than it is to be vulgar. But it's funny. Funny is funny. I think it's doable, but I think even the concept of clean or not clean. One of my favorite comedians is this guy, uh, Brian Regan, who's, I believe he's uh, Irish Catholic you know, heritage-wise, he's not from Ireland. He's just an American, but he doesn't curse at all, and he wow. is pretty fucking funny. Yeah, but it's uh, a lot of his comedy is more visual or like uh, you know slapstick. Like he's, but he's a very funny guy. It's cape. It's, but I think that comedy is one of these things where, in my mind, you should always be pushing the boundaries. Right. Comedy. It's kind of our social commentary. 
Well, to me, it's not... Comedy is not... Uh, it, it, it has always been the platform, even long before this country ever existed. Comedy was the way that we fought against social discord or, or, or uh, you know, government corruption or injustice of some kind. Like, it's, it's the way we stuck it to the man. You right. know, we made jokes about it. We broke balls. And it, it kind of hurts my soul that, like, I hit that milestone, but then, like, life or whatever just kicked me in the nuts and was like, yep, you're not fucking there yet. <laughs> yeah, that's a shame. That's some bullshit. You know, but. so, but, I mean, that's been my entire life, you know, is, like, from from early on, the uh, trials and tribulations, and, and I'm to the point now where I guess... uh. I'm a tougher person because I accept the fact that my life is always going to be tough. Mm -hmm. There is no easy path to great fortune and success. These little things that I own or have or whatever, you admire this podcast studio, which is, I appreciate that you love it so much, but it also, the general public might think that I'm some kid that grew up in a nice neighborhood. No, you worked hard for it. Dude, you know. 12 years ago, I was fucking, you know, like last episode, we discussed this. 12 yeah. years ago, I was borderline homeless, You're almost fucking killed myself. Right. And then these things that I have now. They came with work. Yeah. You, you know, right. a great deal of fucking sweat and, and hard work, you know? So, ah, so anyway, that was the first 15 minutes of me bitching and complaining <laughs> that my fucking video went viral as i i would say and then immediately it took it away from you broke the guidelines of community standards on tiktok and they were like fuck you man right <laughs> <laughs> but that's been my whole social media career i mean i get i used to get kicked off of facebook i mean every fucking week man oh yeah. and then it would be like months at a time i think at one point i was kicked off facebook for two months straight like, two months, you're not allowed to post shit, wow. you know? And, uh, you know, it's an addiction, so I'm sitting here reading everybody's bullshit, and I have all these great, you know, comments or concerns or whatever and shit that I want to say, and I'm like, what the fuck? You feel like... I've been stifled. Yeah, yeah. you know? I, I often used to think that perhaps I should reach out to a lawyer about the fact that they're like... You know, like, what if, what if I had the opportunity to become a comedian or something... And this is what's holding me back. You know? I don't know. I don't know. I'm an asshole. How did we get here, though, John? How did we get here, man? I mean, what's... Why don't we start this with, like, a series of, like... Let's just, uh... Dude, let's get to know each other, man. Like, what... Yeah. You... You... You came to me about the... You know, like, you were like, I want to do the podcast. And I was like, alright, cool. You know? And then, um... Sitting down and talking to you, I realized quickly... That you, you have the the creative bug, which I think is what. When I listen to a comedian that's worth their weight in salt, you know, like worth their weight in gold or whatever the, the expression is, they're always fucking smart. They're very clever people, you know. I've never met a comedian or a person that's funny, and thought this is a dumb motherfucker. Right. Never doesn't work like that. Mm -hmm. I think a sign of intelligence is great sense of humor and. The ability. So, what I'm saying right now is you, in my eyes, are one of these people. No shit. Yeah, sometimes mm. you throw a zinger or something, and I'm just like, dude. <laughs> I'm like, even, so like, 
off air, which our our small growing fan base doesn't know, is John randomly texts me. His thing is the titles for upcoming episodes. And dude, we should just read the list someday because some of the names I, I laugh. I'm like standing, you know, 400 feet in the air in the middle of a city on a fucking crane. And I get this text message. And I'm like, who the fuck is this? And then like, it's like, uh, you know, like the last episode to the dick, you know? Right. And I'm just like, what the fuck? You know, what the, f- <laughs> the fuck is he talking about right now? Yeah. And then, you know, I got to hear what the story is and, you know, ah, we should name an episode that. <laughs> Fucking right. Dude, listen, I'm open-minded, man. Yeah. We could totally name an episode that, you know, <laughs> or some upcoming ones. I don't want to say them out loud because I want yeah, them yeah, to, yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah, 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 But um, that's kind of like, I don't know. I, I just kind of keep like a database of any quirky idea I come up with. I'm like, oh, shit, that's something I should write down. That's something, I, and it'll just be things that come up passing in like uh in conversations or whatever so do you do wordplay in your head all the time yeah all the time i love it yeah all the time yeah that's uh so when my other show everybody used to say where the fuck did yard bird tuna come from and i'm like well shipyard workers and and prisoners and navy men or whoever train train yards they typically refer to the employees as yard birds or even chickens in a yard. They call them yard. I mean, that's really what the term comes from. Right. So yard bird is a a worker, a blue collar person that that runs their mouth a lot, you know, Um, or a prisoner. Same thing, you know? (laughs) And then tuna was my nickname. So that's how them two words came together. And I was sitting in my other, uh, my old apartment. I was sitting there and I'm just like, the fuck am I going to name this thing? And I was like, Yardbird Tuna. And now people are like, it's awesome. Yeah. They never even heard of such a thing. And they're like, people call me Yardbird or call me Tuna or whatever. And I'm just like, it's funny because it's, um, and even that was like, when that, that show started, there was some sense of a little bit of notoriety as I walked into the Starbucks up on. People you know, noticed you. Well, this woman standing there waiting for her fucking drink. Heard your voice. Heard me talking to the to the people because they the, all of the people behind there, all the baristas. I sit there and run my mouth so much that they all know all my business. But this woman turns around and she's like, "You're Yardbird Tuna." No shit. And I was like, "Fuck." That's dude. great. That's so like, funny. I'm like Delco famous man. Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think sometimes like when I when I say certain words or whatever, it's almost like I um I think just because I'm so visual with things. Uh, I almost like see certain words in certain fonts and I go, that would look cool. You know, like even like, like every third Sunday, Yeah. like when we had that conversation and we were like, well, we're going to call the show. And then it just, I thought to myself, like, I would like to see the words every third Sunday in like a certain font. And then that would make sense to me, like to call it that. And then it it almost becomes like creates a, a brand for some very random sounding combination of words you know so i was i was listening to orgy blue monday right the other day you know that song uh yeah it's like a cover yeah of something. Yeah, yeah 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 i kind of like it I, right. it was very uh 90s for me yeah it was it's one of them songs that's nostalgic for the 90s for me but i'm like looking at their artwork on their cover and i'm like dude this like so then i think about our logo and our our like uh you know, the way that you designed the font and everything for our, our titles and stuff. And I'm like, 
it's very 90s i love yeah, it you know yeah. it's very that was colorful kind of the, yeah that was the plan yeah kind of thing yeah i like it man it kind of reminds me a little bit of like um uh, Soundgarden's Bad Motor Finger album, yeah, with the triangle and stuff like that, and you know, not that that was totally intentional, but I definitely wanted to look generational for us. Yeah, know? I think um, I think of us as kind of like like man child kind of guys. <laughs> you know what I mean? Do you want that picture of me wearing the uh, the diaper and the fucking crown? <laughs> you can have it, dude. Yeah. You can fucking go crazy with it. I don't care. <laughs> I got kicked off of Facebook for that. No shit. Uh, yeah, dude. It's not on Facebook no more. That's ridiculous. Yeah, they said it was nudity. But okay. I could stand there in a pair of fucking uh, like kid? swimming shorts, yeah. and it's not nudity. You know? They said my nipples were showing. That's funny. All right. Yeah, yeah. They're out to get me, dude. They're out mm-hmm. to get me. I don't know. So but... I got a question for you, because we're talking about comedy right now. Do you think that there's a moment in your childhood where you were like, uh, like that was like a moment where you were like, I love doing comedy. I want to make people laugh. Like, is there like, yeah, like constantly. Yeah. Like grade is there... school. I feel like grade school going to Catholic school in a grade, um, was like, that was our purpose every day was to make each other laugh without getting caught laughing. <laughs> so like, that's me and my friends, Michael and Sam and James and Chris, like we would just kind of constantly from, you know, get a, catch each other at the corner of our eye and just come up with you know whatever funny motion we could do you know say something that was funny figure out a way to work something into a conversation that was funny so that they would catch it and laugh at it and you know we kind of created our own vocabularies almost and it was that was our whole purpose was to make each other laugh you know huh so did you guys uh like so what all right, so let's reflect on that. Like, like, so what's like something humorous from then? Can you recall oh, anything? Or? I mean, I always go back to my best friend growing up was this kid Joey that uh, lived next door to me. And oddly enough, when we moved out to Delaware County, him and his mother moved it at the same time. So we lived, you know, I lived on Chester Pike, and he lived down in Glen Olden, like right in the apartments in Glen Olden, right down the street, and. Um, we would like meet each other halfway at that, that little Creek and go hang out at each other's house and stuff. But prior to that, we grew up in Philadelphia. I knew him since he was three years old. I was five when he was three. Hmm. And, um, like I did a lot of my first things happened with him around. So it was like, uh, like, and like to take it in this direction, but like when you're a kid, like pornography is a big fucking deal. (laughs) It's not like when, like now, like, it doesn't matter who you are. You just go on your phone. You can find anything you want. Yeah. Back then, pornography was like a grail to yeah. a kid. You yeah, know what I yeah. mean? Like, I could imagine standing on, like, a bridge looking at a stream with a crate down there, you know, 100 yards away. Yeah. <laughs> with, like, a, a hustler on it, like, floating down the road, <laughs> like, floating down the rim, river, and, like, looking over the bridge going, I see a tit. You know, like, you know, like, it's so... Like, you know, like the scrambled channels so, on cable and stuff. You're like, you know, you would watch it just to hear the sex. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But so we, uh, there was a corner store in Philadelphia called Norman's. And we would go there and he, he sold like magazines and comic books and pornography and stuff like that. But he had like a rack of porno that was like right by the doorway. So me and my friend Joey would go in there and I would go in and I'd look at like magazines and comic books and try to distract Norman from looking at Joey so Joey could, 
you know, gank of fucking porno. <laughs> and um, we got away with it like a few times. And he would, but it was like, dude, they were them fucking uh, like forum type things. So there wasn't even any fucking pictures in it. It would just be like stories that people wrote that yeah. were sexual stories. I remember the first time he got it, we'd like go back to the alleyway. We're going to sit behind this fucking van and look at this book. And we open it up and there's no fucking pictures. And I'm like, what the fuck are we, we're going to read this? And he's like, yeah, man, just fucking read it. Come on. You know, like that's how desperate we were, you know, for pornography. But one time he got caught taking one and Norman's like, hey, what the fuck are you doing? And he goes and grabs it. And I just remember my friend Joey like looking at Norman with this like astonished look. And uh, his, and the first thing he could say was, can I have this? You know, and like Norman's like, no, you can't fucking have it. Get out of here. You know, and then, uh, but yeah, like porno was like such a fucking, like we would go to West Coast video <laughs> and you know how they had like the section. Oh yeah. You couldn't yeah. like, there was a curtain and yeah, the curtain in the, the back, section and you'd go you know? in the back. We would stand outside of the fucking room and kind of like <laughs> leer in there and just see what we could see. Just the cover of one. Yeah, you know? dude. Like it was such a, and oh man. And then if you ever actually did get your hands on a hardcore pornography, like hardcore porno magazine, it was like, like gold. It was crazy, man. Like <laughs> now you just go on your phone, Google whatever the fuck you want, put in yeah. your search words, you get everything. But then it was like we had a magazine we would hide in like an abandoned fucking house behind a board, <laughs> and you know we'd spend hours leafing through this fucking magazine. And I actually have a really really funny uh, the first time I ever saw a porno movie. Really? So, like, this is years of, like, searching out fucking... Not to sound like I was, like, this little fucking curmudgeon porno kid or something. Oh, like you were. We all were. Every Yeah, every boy is. Every boy is. That's part of boyhood is, like, you know, God, let me die a man soon. You know, like, yeah. I gotta get laid. <laughs> and, um, like, even at the early stage, like, you know, as soon as you going through puberty, it's like, man, like, I gotta get it. I gotta... This has to happen for me, you know? I think it's hilarious when women are like, uh, dude, women are just as horny as men. And yeah. I'm like, lady, you have no fucking clue. How horny I've been. <laughs> I would have fucked a hole in the wall. Like, <laughs> I would have drilled a hole through the drywall and like, like spit on it and yeah. rubbed my dick, my <laughs> tiny little dick all over that wall. Yeah. Just to do anything. Uh, that's, that's how fucking horny I was. It I was jerked insane. off. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, dude, I was like a habitual. Yeah. Like, if you want to talk about addictions, jerking off was probably my first real addiction. Right. Dude, it I It gets to the point where you're like, man, I, I fucking hate having a dick anymore. Like, dude, I couldn't, couldn't even stop. focus. Yeah. It's like, know? I just want to fucking throw this in a furnace and <laughs> never see it again. You know what I mean? It was brutal growing up like that. Like, puberty for a little boy is brutal that's all you care about it's the end all be all of your human existence i mean they say i don't know i'm not a woman i'll never be a woman i have no fucking clue but they said the women that i've ever talked to about this were like oh yeah we get just as horny and i'm like no you don't yeah dude you've never woken up at fucking five in the morning <laughs> and then all the way till fucking midnight all you thought about was the tits that walked past you over there yeah that chick over there has the fucking do we grew up in the era of I don't care what anybody says, but dude, to me, the 90s and early 2000s with girls with their G-strings hanging out of their yeah. fucking low-bottom jeans and shit, with their super tight fucking jeans and their asses showing, tits hanging out It's like out the everywhere. end of an era. Dude, I still imagine chicks 
that we went to high school with and i'm like oh my god oh my <laughs> fucking god i probably still jerk off to them no i don't shit. fucking care there are people that i look at on my facebook account sometimes and i'm like the lady you have no idea how many times we have fucked in my mind <laughs> You have no fucking clue. Yeah, right. You know? Like, you're a really nice person. Oh, your kids are so cute. Yeah, I don't yeah, give yeah. a fuck about none of that, dude. <laughs> I don't care. I don't want to even talk about this right now. I'm still imagining you back when we were fucking teenagers. <laughs> you never even touched me. You didn't even yeah. like me. I don't give a fuck. I appreciate just looking at you. I am a fucking connoisseur of fucking just admiring yeah. your beauty, you know? <laughs> dude. So, anyway, this first porno movie that I ever saw, I had this friend Frank, and I'm still friends with him to this day, but um, Frankie was like an arms dealer when it came to porno. He was like, <laughs> dude, he was like the destro of porno. Like, he would like, uh, like, if you needed it and you wanted to see something, he had it. Huh. So, but you had to like... It wasn't like it was, like, readily accessible. Like, it was almost like you were staging, like, a drug deal to get this fucking porno <laughs> from him. But um, one time, this kid Ryan got a porno off of Frankie. And Ryan's sister was going to be out. He had the house to himself. And uh, I remember seeing all my friends at the park. And they were all gathered up. And they are all ready to go over to fucking Ryan's sister's house. And um, so they make this fucking trek. And, like, everything was fucking far in Philly, like, it wasn't like we were going down the street. It's like you had to fucking walk, you know, 10 city blocks to get somewhere. <laughs> so we walk all the way to 27th Street to this kid Ryan's house to go in and watch this porno. You know, like six of us. <laughs> and fucking, uh, we get there. The, the front door is locked. Everything's locked. So we had to, like, figure out a way to kind of, like, do a and e to get into this fucking house <laughs> to watch this porno. So um, we're at the back back of the house in the in the alleyway and there's this fucking cinder block wall that we had to climb over now let me just preface this by letting you know like at 11 years old i was probably 180 pounds <laughs> so really? i'm like this little like heavy set little chunky fucking kid you know i'm not an athlete i couldn't fucking climb a tree to save my life okay but now i gotta climb this fucking wall to watch a porno and Dude, you, you got over that wall. I was Sylvester Stallone at Cliffhanger. <laughs> like, I just was like, all right, let's go. Like, I got up over that wall like you would not believe. And then fucking, we get in there, and it's like this old school vintage 1977 kind of porno. Yeah. Bad ass, like, old school vintage porno. Nice bush. She had a nice bush. Old school. Didn't... Old school, man. <laughs> old school. And, uh, they were smoking cigarettes. He had a mustache. He had the fucking, <laughs> he had the Burt yep. Reynolds of fucking mustache. Dude, I think it was actually called Skin Tight. So if you ever want to <laughs> Google the movie, this is how much I know. Dude, this is what I mean. Like, porno in the fucking 80s and 90s for kids, it was not, an, it was, it was different, dude. It so was some different shit. We have to remind There anybody, was a tape trading thing. Like, it was dude, crazy. We have to remind everybody that the internet didn't always exist. Yeah. And anybody that's under 30, dude, there was you no You have no internet. idea there what was you're taking no, for granted. There was no cell phones. There was no laptop. There was no... There wasn't even a fucking computer at home 90% of the time. Having Prism and HBO was like the promised land back yeah. then. You know what I mean? They had violence. They had cursing. They had sex. They had boxing. Like, it was just... 
out of this world having fucking cable. Yeah. Now it's like you got cable in your fucking pocket. Yeah. You know, it's just crazy. Yeah. But, uh... All right, so was, you, you guys got over the wall. We got over the wall. We were in there for three hours watching this porno until it was... We watched it from front <laughs> to end. Hours. Dude, we were we were in there forever. We watched this porno twice. And then when it was over, we watched fucking Ricochet with Denzel Washington and John Lithgow. But, um... But I remember, like, we spent the whole fucking day there until she got home, you know? But it was such a big deal to find... Like, we're all, like, little 11-year-old, 12-year-old kids, like, itching to fucking see... Like, the lengths so then, we would go to. So then you're all walking around fucking pitching tents. <laughs> you're poking each other trying to fucking get to the kitchen to get a glass of fucking juice or something. <laughs> oh, I gotta I gotta use the bathroom again. Yeah, Dude, gotta, you took six shits already. <laughs> Yeah, hurry up in there. I got a shit, too. There's three bathrooms in the house, and there's fucking three kids in each one. <laughs> well, yeah. I need you to get out of the bathroom. I got to take a shit again. And th- another thing that happened, um, I don't know if you... This, I think out here they called them filters on, on the cable boxes. Oh, yeah. People yeah, got... Yeah. We called it the chip. Yeah. And everybody in Philadelphia had a chip. It sure. got to the point where it was like a select few of us had them, but before you knew it, everybody on the fucking block had them. Well, and then, so like I grew up in, uh, well, my dad lived in Norwood, my mom lived in Eddystone. Eddystone was row housing, and at, at one point I remember, dude, we got clever. One guy had fucking cable, so we just went out and bought splitters and sent it uh, over yeah. to, like the back of the building were fucking cable lines going into everybody's windows, and I specifically remember like like kind of drilling a hole through the aluminum fucking window, window frame <laughs> to like get the cable line through. And then everybody's like, oh, you could do that? I'm like, yeah, I could fucking do it. Watch this. Wow. Fucking drill a hole right through this window to get a cable line in my buddy's fucking window. No so shit. like, You know, because I think because my mom had fucking, you know, all the channels. Yeah. Yeah. So like the chip thing was. The chip, it was like you would pay for basic cable, but then you'd have every fucking channel with this chip. So with the chip, you got channel 77 and 78, which was the Spice Network and Adam and Eve. And it was like double X porno, which was kind of <laughs> like, look, when you're fucking 11 years old, it's Softcore. perfectly good. It's it's fine for an 11-year-old. They're fucking, but you're not yeah, watching the dick go in. You're the not seeing everything. Right, right. But, um, so, but that was like a godsend. That was like the answer to every kid's prayer. Because it got to the point where it was like... I would get like a blank VHS tape, right? Go on my parent. My mother would go like sunbathe in the fucking backyard with uh with our next door neighbor who actually was like my best friend Joe's mom. So they would be out back, you know, laying out in the sun in the summer. I'd grab a blank tape, go in my mom's room where they had the chip, put the blank tape in there, and just put on you know channel seventy seven or seventy eight <laughs> and let it record for fucking two hours. And then if I heard her like rustle around, I go grab my tape. And then we started like this this tape trading thing where we would make these compilations of porno tapes, and we would title the tapes, you know. <laughs> So we would like write on there like WrestleMania Seven or like RoboCop or some shit, and it'd be like, "Yo, man, I need to borrow RoboCop from you." All right, yeah, let me. Bar-. And then I was like, "Oh, you still want to borrow WrestleMania 7? <laughs> you know, we would do like this tape trading thing with like code names for the fucking tapes and shit. It was a real like, dude. It was like, it was insane. I felt like I was like the storm shadow of jerking off or some shit. You nah, know what I mean? Let me tell you, man. And it's funny because I talk to other friends of mine, even younger guys, and, like, porn 
even to this day, listen, I still watch a ton of fucking porn. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I'll admit that shit openly. I am grateful for the internet now, and I'll right. be honest, I don't pay for it no... It scares me because I have, like, I have a kid that can go on there and look at it whenever she uh, wants. I mean, I, my kids are young, but I am concerned that someday it's going to yeah. be easily accessible. But, you know, like, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But, right. Dude... I knew their names. Oh, I yeah. knew like I knew like fucking specific chicks that I saw in videos and I was like, "Oh my god." Like, dude, so for me, listen to this. You're going to love this one, man. This is like my favorite. My family loves this fucking story. This is like <laughs> this is bad, dude. I've been caught jerking off. No shit. I've never been caught. A lot. Never. A lot, dude. I was a habitual jerker offer. Wow. Like, dude, my little dick and my hand were glued together. <laughs> like, they were fucking... So, um, the one incident in particular, I was, like, uh, probably early teens. My dad had his porno tapes in his room, which we weren't allowed in. But, of course, I knew where the collection was. Right, right, you right. Know? So, like, I knew which tapes had which girls on them. I knew, like, yep, dude, halfway through, like, 30 minutes in is where this chick is, and I want to see this one, you know? Yeah. Like, you know, and I'm like a, dude, I'm like an open-minded person. I've always, like, I don't I've always liked you know? everything. Yeah, yeah dude. Me I'm too. like, you know, like, and that's probably, like, the beginning of where I was like, dude, black chicks are hot as oh, fuck. Yeah. Yep. You know, like, oh, that girl's Spanish. Oh, man, they're fucking gorgeous, too. Like, fucking, <laughs> you know, oh, this chick. You know what's funny is, like, like sometimes people will ask me, like, well, you don't like white chicks? And I'm like, really? The only chicks that I don't particularly care much for, like, on a aesthetics is blonde-haired, blue-eyed, just because there were a million it's so, of them. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, it was everywhere. It was on yeah. TV. It was every girl in our high school. And I'm not saying nothing it's almost bad. Re- yeah, it's nothing bad. And I... It I mean, sounds... there's some beautiful girls yeah. that are blonde-haired, blue-eyed, but it's just that, I guess, growing up, I was like, I want to see something exotic. I've always I liked, liked dark-haired like... girls. I yeah. like dark eyes, you know? I like, like, the women that look a little bit harder or older or, like, I love the the black chicks and stuff. Like, not to sound like a fucking freak or nothing, but, like... Oh, you are. Yeah, oh, yeah, I we know. We all are, We dude. all are, but I'm saying not to reveal so much to sound like I'm, like, some lascivious fuck or some shit like that, but, like... <laughs> But yeah, man, like the variety meant, and what was weird to me with porno too is I always thought like, yeah, there's these movies out there. I didn't know it was like an industry that like people were recurring actors and actresses in these movies. So like the first time I saw like Nina Hartley in a movie, I was like, man, this fucking lady is so goddamn hot. Oh my fucking God. And then like I would see later on in these compilation tapes that I made, oh, she's in this one too. She's in that one. And this fucking guy is in every fucking porno, you yeah, know? Yeah, So it was like, what the fuck is going on here? I didn't know that it was a whole other world. <laughs> You're like, how did my dad get a fucking tape of these people fucking? My dad didn't him? have any. My oh, dad really? didn't have, like, that I knew of. He must have been, like, the super sleuth of porno or some shit, because I never <laughs> saw any porno of his. He had a fucking vault where he kept his shit at. He I don't know like, if You're he did or if he didn't, there. dude. He might have at one point, but I didn't know where it was, because, like, it was, like... It was like Indiana Jones and the fucking, uh, you know, for me, like, I was always in search of the fucking, uh, what's the thing in the first, the the Ark, Hol- the Holy Ark Gra- of the, whatever oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Holy Grail. The Lost Ark or some shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it is for me. <laughs> so, well, I knew where my dad's stash was. So, let me, let me tell you this. This is, this is, you're going to enjoy this one. So... My, uh, the TV was downstairs with the VCR. The only VCR we had in the house 
was in my dad's room, right. which I'm not going to sit in my dad's room and watch a porno. Yeah. So like for some weird fucking reason, my logic was let's go sit downstairs in the living room with a giant glass fucking sliding door. Oh uh, yeah. So the whole world could see. <laughs> yeah. Believe me, it wasn't because I was an exhibitionist. It was just <laughs> like, I don't want to get caught jerking off in my dad's room because right. I'll die. He'll beat the shit out of me. He'll kill oh, wow. me that day. <laughs> But if I jerk off in the living room, somehow this is better, you know? Yeah. So that was how like fucking... Like, choose your destiny kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, like, that's my common sense back then. You know, we've evolved, you know? <laughs> so, um, so I'm in the living room. I'm watching one of my favorites, you know? And then all of a sudden, I hear the car out front, and I'm like, what the fuck? They're early. Oh, so man. my mom's pulling up with my little brother, who at the time was like... Oh, fuck. Four or five years old. So, dude, they came up to the house so fast that I didn't have time to get the tape out of the fucking VCR. Wow. So I just turned everything off. And I was like, I'm going to have to sneak in there while she's cooking dinner. Yeah. And get that fucking tape out of that VCR and somehow get it back into my dad's fucking room without her knowing anything. Like, this is, we're fucking mission impossible right 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 now. Like, this has got to (laughs) happen. That's what I was thinking as she's walking up the steps to the front door and I'm watching her turn the key and come into the house and I'm thinking, oh, that's what I'm going to have to do. That's what I'm going to have to do. Mm. Nope, that's not what happened. Right. So what happened is is she came into the house. She tells my little brother, all right, go ahead, go play in the living room. I'll turn on Barney for you. She thought Barney was already in the VCR. Presses play. and Hits power, presses play, turns on the TV, walks away, and the kitchen is around the steps in another room, like past the the living room, or past the uh, dining room. So it's like 30 feet away. Mm -hmm. She's tucked off into a corner and can't really see the TV at all, doesn't know what's going on. All of a sudden she hears... Oh, wow. Ah! Ah! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. "Ah!" And then she's like, what (laughs) the fuck? She comes flying in there, and my (laughs) little brother is sitting there watching balls clap against the asshole... And, dude, she loses her fucking mind. Because I'm upstairs sitting at my art desk because I was grounded. And I'm, like, pretending like I'm fucking doing math or some stupid shit. Because that was the rule. You're going to sit here and do homework all fucking day. And when you're done homework, you're going to take that encyclopedia and just start fucking... Well, what the fuck did they expect you to do? Like, they weren't ever so, your age? Yeah, well, I'm sure she she knew that, like, you're. I'm fucking off. But Look, anyway, I was in the bathroom three times a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. sure they knew what was going on, even though I never got caught. I know they knew. You well, know? They she was more known. mad the fact that my little brother just saw this. Right. So, she freaks out, grabs the tape, runs upstairs into my room... And she's fucking flipping out, screaming, Mm. slapping the shit out of me. She's like, Jimmy fucking saw balls flapping against the assholes. (laughs) Rah, rah, rah. And she's fucking swinging the tape in her hand, like holding it by her thumb and her her index finger, like pinching it. And doesn't realize in her like anger that she fucking slams it down on the table and it blows apart like a fucking fucking grenade. There's fucking film everywhere. Dude, it like shrapnel hits me in the face. And I'm like, oh my God, what just fucking happened? And then she's like, after all that happened, she's like, and where the fuck did you get this from? And I was like, it's, oh, it's man. dad. So she doesn't know that your dad had porno? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, she, she had to have. So she doesn't pay attention. Right, right, she don't right. fucking care, you know? Yeah. But dude, that day on, that was like the notorious Chris got caught watching dad's pornos. Right. Two years ago, 
they found one of his old porno tapes <laughs> and they gave it to me for Christmas. They oh, wrapped great. it in everything oh, and I started great. dying laughing. Yeah. I said, I need a fucking VCR. Yeah. So one time they took us to um to a firehouse, uh, like a school trip to the firehouse on Grace Ferry Avenue. And we were in there and all the boys just fucking we found one porno sitting out on like a bench in the locker room. <laughs> And we're all gathered around, like, you know, like we just saw, like, a dead body or some shit. Like, <laughs> dude, and yeah, they they all caught us looking at this porno, like, on the school trip. It was fucking, ah, uh, dude. It was like, like I said, it was like the Holy Grail. Yeah. You know? And, you know, not the, you know, we say that we were, like, little perverts. It's just part of growing up. Yeah. You know, like, you're just so sexually curious and, like, you know to think that there's something out there that's just giving it away to you you know you got to get a hold of it i think that no matter what man your your hormones are just kicking i remember one time having a girlfriend when i was uh i was in high school it was it was this girl that we met i was my mom lived in eddystone so we'd go down there on the weekends and we met this it was my sister's friend's friend from northeast philly and so this chick, Nikki, came down here to visit this other girl, Nicole, and then Nicole was hanging out with my sister, and then I met the girl, Nikki, and I was like, oh, dude. And surprisingly enough, she was blonde-haired, blue-eyed. No shit. She was cute. Yeah. She was beautiful, you know? And um, so we started, like, dating or whatever, and she literally would come down on the weekends wow. to visit my sister, wink, wink. Right, right. But visit me. But she was, like, a good girl. Like, she... Yeah. We didn't do nothing. We didn't mess around. Oh, we messed around, but we didn't. You right, know, right. We yeah, didn't yeah. finish the sentence, you right. know. But uh, and that was like that was some shit too, man. Like I remember one year, uh, like the first girl I ever kissed was like seventh when I was seven years old. I was really? seven. Yeah. And now I don't ever like people ask me who's the first girl I kissed, and I never say it's this girl. I always say it's somebody else. Huh? Because my father used to get into fist fights with this girl's dad. Really? Like, they used to fucking go at it on the street. <laughs> like, for whatever reason, they were, like, fucking rivals, man. They were, like, Andre and Hogan. You know what I mean? Like, they fucking fought each other, like, on a regular basis. <laughs> and, um, but one one uh, one morning, like, on a Saturday morning or wherever, we were playing and shit, and we were fucking little, like, little kids. And, uh, and I wasn't even supposed to be playing with her. Like, they did not want us around each other. Huh. And we fucking ended up just making out in her basement, like little kids making out. And I never told anybody because my dad fucking hated the father, you know? So, like, I always tell people, first girl I kissed was this girl, Andrea, who was my uh, my friend Stephanie's cousin or whatever. Which, that happened, but, like, man, like, that was a big deal. I just remember there were nights where we knew we were going to make out with somebody. And we'd be like, alright, dude, I'll be back. We'd go home, we'd fucking take a shower, get clean, put on a nice shirt, comb our hair, and then go meet up with our friends again, make sure our teeth were brushed, all that shit. <laughs> it was like a real event just to fucking kiss somebody. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it was a big deal. But, uh, like, I don't know, man. It was like like gearing you up for the rest of your life kind of thing. Like, it's just so weird, like, the progression to I actually remember... getting there. Like, I had this dude, Louie, that told us, like, he was older. And he was, like, my brother's best friend. And I remember him telling us, like, he would tell you these, like, tall tales about sex. Like, well, the first time, man, you you know, you can't feel your legs afterwards. <laughs> and we're like, what? Like, your legs go numb? He's like, yep. Once you get some pussy, man, your legs go numb. And we're like, what the fuck? And we believe that shit. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah, we yeah. believed it. 
That's funny. Yeah. I remember being so worked up. Like, uh, so dating that chick, Nikki, uh, dude, she would come over and stay at our house. And at my mom's house, listen, I love my mom, but my mom was like very relaxed on the rules. You oh, know? yeah. Yeah, it was kind of chaotic. Because, I think like, my mom was too, to a certain extent. Dude, we took advantage. I'll admit that, like, dude, we just kind of, like, raised hell and did whatever the fuck we wanted. And we're taking advantage of my mom's guilt. Because, like, my mom and dad split. There was bad shit that happened. And, like, Mm -hmm. you know, like, my mom would have us on the weekends. And, like, in her, like, in her, like, uh, guilt, she's just like, all right, I'll give my kid. Kind of make sure they have a good time no matter what. Yeah, Yeah. You know, so, like, she would, like, let this girl come stay with my sister really... Like, Nikki was there to see me, you know? And we would spend all night, like, fucking, like, French kissing and, like, dude, I remember wanting to fuck her so bad. (laughs) And she was a good girl. Like, dude, she held her ground and was like, no, no, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. And, dude, it's so funny to me. She's probably Catholic. I don't know. I don't know the stories. I'm judging harshly right now. Uh, that but dude, didn't make a difference. Dude, she would dry hump the fucking shit. Right, dude. I remember waking up the next day, and I re- I used to sleep in like basketball shorts, you right. know. And like I remember waking up the next day with like like fucking rug burns on my <laughs> dick, like on the underneath of my dick, and I'm yeah. like, dude. I can't keep doing this. Like, I can't keep fucking doing this. Dude, I'm going to fucking... And then, like, chicks are like, oh, well, blue balls ain't real. Dude, let me tell you something. Yes, My it is. My balls were oh, so dude. fucking It's smart. brutal. It's brutal. I remember sitting on the toilet, like, the next morning, and I'm like, dude, I got to fire off. I got to fucking do this, you know? Yeah. And they're all like, oh, are you still you still taking a shit? Go away. Taking a <laughs> shit, you know? Like, I got to fucking rub this one out real quick because... And then it's like sore because she's been fucking grinding yeah. on this thing all night, you know? <laughs> Fuck, man. Just help me out here. But, Did um, you ever, like, I always had this thing, and I still to this day have this hurdle in my brain. Like, if I really, like, liked a girl, like, really liked her, like, not just sexually. Like, of course, you have that physical attraction. But this is a girl I like. This is a girl that, like, I'm, I feel like I'm, like, in love with. Like, you know, like, I have a huge crush on this girl. Did you ever have a hard time thinking about her sexually? Um, like you did, like almost like you didn't want to defile her in your brain because you just liked her so much, kind of thing. Well, so yeah, I mean, I definitely think that there's like this um old school way of like there's some shit you do with a girl that you just don't care too much about, right? You know, and then there's other things that like if you love this woman or you're married to her or whatever, eh, we can't cross certain lines, you know. Which is crazy because that's a very old school way of thinking. I think when you're yeah. with somebody long term, that's the freakiest shit you do. So I won't go into too much. No, detail, no, I don't but want I mean, you to. You know, I like know. I do think that like it kind of works out like that. Like yeah. just in case my fucking <laughs> like you just get comfortable. I don't, want, yeah. I don't want people listening to this and being like. Well, no, I mean know. that's the thing is like there's a progression yeah. where you know you end up doing so much more. Sure. With time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't think, like, I could never be with somebody once and feel like I experienced everything that you could with them. Sure. You couldn't. Well, I think that's, um, maybe that's why... There's too many boundaries. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, even sexuality itself, I think, I think the boundaries of sexuality are always being explored. I mean, I think that's why people are are so eccentric nowadays. Right. You know, even with their sexuality, it's just like... Dude, people, I feel bad for young kids that didn't grow up 
trying to find a dirty ass porno yeah. mag in the woods. They have too much accessibility. Dude, I remember. I, so I grew up in fucking Norwood, and I remember going back into the woods and finding an old, stained, disgusting yep. hustler or yeah. penthouse. Right. And I remember thinking, like, I know that this is some other dude's jizz, <laughs> but I'm going to sit here and rub one out too. Like, I don't fucking care, <laughs> dude. They used to, dude, the kids in my neighborhood used to build these, like, tree forts or, like, these underground forts, and then they would hide in there and smoke yeah. fucking weed or whatever steal a fucking we used to do a lot of shit down at that rope swing yeah it was like a fall croft like yeah to the border yeah, of yeah. i spent a lot of time down there. i spent yeah. a lot of time there too so i used to hang out under that bridge there some, mm-hmm. there's some artwork down there that and then I there's the falls on the other side may or may not have participated yeah 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 in, you know but uh dude i just it's just it's just so different because like you know growing up there were like these like you just had to work your way towards you know sexuality and then like uh <clears throat> first blow jobs and shit like that and like dude i remember like i'll tell you what the first time i got jerked off was humiliating <laughs> by a bet. chick oh it was i so... still find it humiliating so let me tell you this fucking story so we were hanging out with these uh these they were sisters but they were a little bit different in age they weren't twins or nothing but like they were like the neighborhood like popular chicks mm-hmm. my sister was friends with them we everybody in the neighborhood knew them we were all friends with them and uh this is down in eddie stone and like they were like they were a little promiscuous but like right. nobody judged them harshly nobody like looked at them and was like you guys are fucking slimy whores like everybody they were cute they were beautiful they were probably intimidating too dude they were because they yeah. were tough yeah they were tough chicks and they were like they'll fucking embarrass you in a heartbeat and they did <laughs> they did yeah. embarrass me so we're down there one night in their basement, and they were like goth chicks, and they were like, um, I just remember thinking like, dude, I'm like, God, I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish. Right, right, right. So we're sitting in a circle, and they're all smoking cigarettes and weed, and, and like probably stole a couple beers from their parents or whatever, and they're like, uh, let's do like a the Ouija board. So like, they're like, all right, we got to hold hands, and the chick is sitting next to me, Indian style, sitting next to me, and she's like... She just reaches over and puts her hands like right down my pants. One wow. one hand right down my pants and grabs my dick. And dude, I clammed up because I was like, oh my God. Like, dude, everybody like, around us can yeah. see that you just shoved your hand down my fucking pants and I'm embarrassed. Right. So neurologically, so, you're not going to fucking. Dude, I like clamped my fucking legs tight because I was like embarrassed and didn't kind of. I, I guess in my head, I'm like, I don't want them to see that she's holding my dick right now. Right. So like, you know, like when you, when you're sitting on the floor and you're like, and you got your fucking legs tight and shut and your balls are shoving your little dick upwards. You tucked your ball bag back so like now, Buffalo Bill. <laughs> so now it's like my little nub of a dickhead is sticking out and that's all she's holding on to. <laughs> so dude, they're like, uh, all right, everybody hold hands. And then like, they look at me and everybody's like. And then the chick sitting next to me is like, I got him. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck? What the fuck is happening right now? And then she's like trying to stroke, but I'm like, I'm so clammed up and tightened yeah, right. up like a ball that like all she's doing is rubbing my dickhead. And I'm like, don't dude, bother. Dude, I'm so- I'm fucking scared to death. I'm like, oh my God, I don't want to, yeah. I don't want to fucking come right here. I don't want to <laughs> fucking, dude. And it's such a shame because I was like, 
I wanted that chick so fucking right. bad. And but this, not in that context. This ruined yeah. everything. Like, yeah. anything that ever could have been, this destroyed it. That sucks. So, like, uh, I guess she got annoyed and was just like, uh, all right. So she pulled her hand back and then, like, we kind of all got up and walked away and we're, like, talking shit or whatever. And then it, at the end, night ended. Next day, she, like, ran it all over the neighborhood that I had this tiny ah, little Jesus. deck. And, like, back then, dude, that was, like, humiliating. Yeah. You know? For That's the chick- last thing you want to hear from anybody. Oh, uh, dude. She's, you like, know? told the whole neighborhood, like, yeah, I grabbed his dick. It was tiny. And I'm, like, like, dude, it was super embarrassing. Yeah. You know? So, like, I remember just being, like, humiliated and thinking, like, dude, what the fuck? How do I even come back from this? And, like, like no, no, no. Grab my dick now. You know? Like, <laughs> dude, it's so much bigger. You know? <laughs> How the fuck do I explain that, like, this is like a George Costanza moment, yeah, yeah. you know? I mean, like, you just explained, like, you know, like, I, I would have been like, who the fuck grabs somebody's dick in front of everybody else and expects them not to be embarrassed or something? Like, I would have explained but I was, it away somehow. Dude, we were like 13, yeah, you're, 14, you articulate so like, it. Yeah. you know, like, everybody's so insecure that you're just yeah. like, there's no way. And then kids are ruthless. Like, so, for me... It really is like a whole other world being a kid. Dude, kids are ruthless. Kids will fucking humiliate you and, like, no emotion. Like, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to hurt you. It's dog eat dog. Yeah, dude. It really is. It's like fucking, like, Lord of the Flies. You know what I mean? It really is. Like, but it's like you're existing in this fucking little world together where you're like, uh, I don't know. Like, there's all these inner workings that are just happening amongst you and your friends that has nothing to do with the world that you belong to with adults. You know what I mean? It's just, I don't know, it's like being in the mafia or something. It's crazy. It's so fascinating to me because, uh, <clears throat> I don't know, man. And I think that it, that's the problem with uh, this transition from adolescence to adulthood, which I think a lot of that stuff was pretty traumatic for me. Like, dude, I was a very yeah. awkward guy. Like, I remember chicks in the army. I went into the army at 17 and left and went to Germany. Yeah. And at 18 years old, I'm in a foreign fucking country. Dude, I remember I hung, I, I used to have, I had these buddies that are German skateboarders. They were really good. Right. They only hung out with me because I was a dipshit American soldier that actually could skateboard a little bit. Mm-hmm. But they were so much better. No shit. So I used to go and drink with these guys. And one night, they're like, all right, man, we're going to go to this party. We're going to go to this house party. And I'm thinking, like, I never really did house parties. So I'm like, I don't know. Okay, all right, cool, let's go. And and I'm like, I don't really drink that hard. Back then, anyway, I didn't. So, like, we're going there, and, like, uh, we get there, and they have this punch. And, dude, this chick comes up. She had, like, dark hair, pale skin, dark hair, beautiful. I remember she had, yeah. like, this beautiful blue eyes. But it was a buddy of mine, this dude Arlo's girlfriend. And I remember, like, it, dude, it freaked me out. Because she came over and sat right on my fucking lap. And then hands me a cup and starts pouring me punch of this mix of fucking alcohol, alcohol that right. they made. And she's like, drink, drink. And she's, like, sitting on my lap. And she's got her arm around me. And I'm looking over at Arlo, like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Dude, you have no clue who I am and how insecure I am. And, like... I'm scared to fucking death that you're going to come over here and punch me in my face because your old lady's sitting on my fucking lap. Like, that's how insecure I was about everything. Bro, the night only got worse. 
So Arlo never got upset. These are very open-minded people. These are good kids. Yeah. They're just having some fucking fun. Dude, I drank so fast and so much that I eventually was like stumbling down the hallway. Uh, the one room, I opened the door and there was like a red light in there and there was like a bunch of kids sitting in there smoking hash and shit. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'm just looking for somewhere to sleep. And they're like, nah, try the next room down. So I go to the next room down. Pass the fuck out. I'm done for the rest of the night. Early. I'm like mm -hmm. the first fucking guy to pass out. Yeah. They probably were so, like, disgusted. Like, fucking Americans can't hold their liquor, you know? I wake up next to two completely naked fucking chicks. Everybody in the room is, like, in their underwear or naked on the floor. There's fucking naked uh, naked 20-year-olds all over this fucking house. I missed all of it. Wow. No fucking Giant clue European what happened. Orgy. Dude, <laughs> dude, what the fuck, man? Dude, man. My fucking sexual You're sitting experience. here talking about fucking losing a million views on a fucking TikTok video. Dude. I'd still be kicking myself in the ass over this fucking European dude, orgy. You have no fucking idea how regretful I'm wow. like, dude, even the chick that sat on my lap. I'm like, dude, I don't know. I probably could have fucked her. Maybe, that's a, that's maybe Arlo would have sat in a corner and rubbed one clean like, hey, go ahead, man. Hammer her out. Yeah. You know? I don't give a fuck. Listen, I'm... Back then, I was pretty shy. I probably wouldn't have done it, but nowadays, yeah. I think it'd be kind of hard to perform in some of those situations. But you know, but either either way, man, like I just think back on it and just think, fuck, like yeah, it was such a big deal. Yeah, and yeah. I don't think anybody will ever really realize what they what they're taking for granted now. Like I think there's got to be the mystery, though. Like I think there's got to be the. Uh, if you experience... It's like childhood stars. Mm -hmm. You know? You ever see an adult that used to be a childhood star? Right. And they're, like, kind of fucking hopeless. So yeah. when I look at, like, young kids now that have anything and everything at their disposal, they're kind of fucking soulless. Like, dude, yeah. you don't... You Nothing don't know, built any character. Yeah! Right. Like, you need the struggle to become yeah. something, you know? Yeah. And, like, I think part of... Especially if we're going to keep on, like, this idea of, like, sexuality and sexual experiences is, like... I think it's just the, childhood experiences, but that was such a big part of it. Dude, I remember uh, with one of my partners in the past, we kicked around the idea of, like, uh, bringing another girl into the, uh, you know, have a little experience, you know, with another girl. And I remember, like, thinking, like, dude, if we do this... Uh, first of all, I'm a jealous dude. Like, if we do this... Oh, you can't do it with, like, your girlfriend or something yeah, like that. Yeah, so know? that was the problem. I was like, dude, if we do this, this is going to open Pandora's box. Right. I think the idea of it sounds fun. There's so much more the emotionally reality, attached to it. Yeah. yeah, the reality of this happening. And I've watched other people do this and destroy relationships. Uh-huh, yeah. And that was really, like, the epiphany of, like... That sounds fun, but it's for not real. One night, yeah, with strangers, right? You know, I mean, I knew, uh, like, I, I heard, I had an army buddy one time in Germany that met these two Air Force chicks, and they went off and had a great fucking time, you yeah. Know? And supposedly they were girlfriends, but like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't it has even to be matter. like no, no strings attached kind of yeah. situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's like kind of the issue with uh, with pornography. Like, not to like get too deep on it, but like. It kind of misconstrues, like, kind of fucks with your thought process sure. a little bit, especially when you're a kid and you think that that's what sex is or whatever. Not really realizing, like, the sex that you see in pornography is not the sex that you're going to have with your girlfriend or your wife. Sure. You know, like, that's not 
realistic, but I mean, it's so fucking sensationalized. And I mean, that's over why it's top. called a fantasy, though. It's right, it is to be a, a fantasy. fantasy. Exactly, it is. But I mean, if that's all you're exposed to and that's all you know, then you know, like that's kind of how you. That's where you take your cues from. <laughs> but like, ah, man, like yeah, like that kind of shit, that group sex kind of thing. Like you can't be doing that without you know long conversations and conditioning Dude, before you get into it. Like, uh, I couldn't do it. I couldn't nah. do it. Listen, I know people, uh, I know uh, people that I've talked to and they've openly said that they do that and they are okay with it. And, and they, they were in a serious relationship yeah. and I was like, Dude, I couldn't this is where I will say that I am very, uh, maybe it is a masculine uh, problem, like a, like a, male chauvinistic thing but like dude uh i don't care there is no other dick yeah yeah going yeah. into my woman's <laughs> pussy it's not fucking happening not any of her holes yeah are going to be filled with another man's dick i mean i always I maybe mean, my, my thought asshole. process is, is that oral is so much more intimate than actual sex yeah like, yeah man it just seems like so much you know Dude, let's talk about that. Let's think about that. The so degrees. If, if your old lady cheated on you, would it be worse if she It would be worse if she blew, blew a guy, dick? yeah. Like if she, yeah, man. Because like, you got to kiss her mouth. Not, No, it's not that. It's it's the That's what of, I would think about. Well, I guess you could think about that, but if you really want to like, you know, torture yourself with that shit. But I mean, I think it's the idea of like how intimate it is. Like you could get a blowjob from anybody, huh. but if they don't want to do it, it ain't no good. Yeah. So, like, it's there's an intimacy there that, you know, makes it good or not good or, like, Because it's people-pleasing. That yeah, person man, is trying to please you. Yeah, man, it's a one-sided situation. Huh. So, it's not like, like, sex. Like, I mean, your, your dick and your vagina is fucking built to make, is built for sex. You hmm. know what I mean? Like, that's what it's supposed to do. Your mouth isn't necessarily made for cunnilingus or giving blowjobs and shit like that. Like, that's <laughs> not what it's made for. So, like, yeah, I think, like, the blowjob is, like, way more intimate than than hmm. actual sex. Not that I'm cool with, you know, I'm not saying, oh, uh, just go have some intercourse. It's cool. Yeah. Like, that's not yeah, what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, I think that there's a degree of intimacy there that goes with that, hmm. you know? Wild. You know? Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't like, know. Like, I don't think, like, I mean, one's not less than the other, but there's definitely more intimacy involved. Yeah, I don't like, I think, wanna... like, if like if I was out there, like, just going down on chicks left to right and be like, oh, I just went down on her. Like, my girl would fucking choke me, dude. She would kill me. I'm always amazed. Uh, like, like once upon a time when I was, a, you know, a single guy and I paid more attention, I'm always amazed that, like, dude, there's a lot of porn stars that are married. Yeah. And, like, how the fuck do you know that, like... I guess yep. that's just their attitudes about sex. I mean, everybody's an individual, I guess, but... You know, they have, like, this idea, like, my heart belongs to this person. But, you know, as far as... And I get that to a certain extent. Like, I don't think 100% that humans in general are just supposed to be totally monogamous creatures. Sure. But there is, like, that, you know, that thing in us that says, like, we have to make a very intimate connection with each other. Where it's like, you're the one for me. But... You know, like, obviously, like, if you were to sit there and talk to your wife or your girlfriend about how many people they've been with before, you're just torturing yourself. So I feel shit. like that, but my wife is fascinated with some of my stories. 
I think and women like, are different than dudes, though. Women are dude, much different. Dude, I can't different. handle it. I don't I want to hear tell, shit about your ex-boyfriend. I know. I like, could tell the same thing with me. I could tell my girlfriend about shit that's happened with me before and tell her, like, well, sex with this one was great, but this one was bullshit, and this one was terrible, and, you know, and this happened, and I didn't like this, and she's cool with it. Yeah. Like, as far as I could tell. Yeah. But if she were to sit there and tell me, you know... I, you know, I gave this guy the greatest blowjob he ever had. Like, I'd be like, bitch, get the fuck out of this room. Like, I don't want to talk to you ever again. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to... Go wash your fucking mouth out. I don't want to talk about that. You know? But, I mean, we're all human and we all do things, you know, leading up to things. So, I can't fixate on that shit. I can't fixate on somebody's past like that. I just can't. That's fucking funny. It would drive me fucking batshit if I did. Dude, I can't... uh, I just... I always like joke with my wife and i'm like uh yeah man well me you, when you and i met you were a virgin and i'm like dude i don't i don't, uh, I don't think that way uh as a matter I mean, of fact I, it's like i, I, I love about, a woman who feels like this girl's experienced like you know sure i like sure. that yeah i just don't want to hear the stories oh i don't want to know, know like, the details i yeah, just want to yeah. know you know yeah like like it's funny because sometimes she'll be like oh yeah that's uh you know like uh she'll say like oh yeah this dude i used to mess with don't do you no know, don't say it like that yeah don't say you used to mess with because I don't right. wanna, I don't want to fucking hear that. I want to hear <laughs> this was a boy that you fucking held his hand. All right, dude. Yeah. You know, like in my brain, and I'm like I say it a lot of times as a joke uh, because I'm not really like that crazy. But I'm it, very tolerant of a lot of information. Sure, but, but it not certain stuff. But but my wife in my head. So like to answer your question earlier, uh, my wife to me is the absolute queen of the world right you know so like no i don't want to necessarily like think about her in a certain kind situation of way. Yeah. you know like there's a lot of things like to me my wife is pure she's innocent she's a wonderful person she's a mother she's kind and she is all those things she is but she's still a person and who's had the same urges that you've had your whole sure. fucking life you know? and, and like so even even that like yeah, and, and I mean, between her and I, there's there's things that we talk about or things that we, you know, discuss or whatever, but like... Sorry, I gotta adjust myself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, you're adjusting yourself while I talk about my wife? <laughs> <laughs> I want our listeners to think that, that like something else just occurred here. Really, he's just like lifting the seat up. I want it, I want it to sound like he's like stretching his pants out because he's got a hard on right now. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We're fucked up, man. We're fucked up. Ah, uh, listen. So, so I know that we're running short on. No, time. we're not. We're not. No, we're good. you sure? Yeah, I'm good. All right. All right. So, listen, man. We went on and on about porno. I know. We were supposed to talk about like other shit, like our first <laughs> fights and shit like that, and all that. We had all, all these ideas, but I mean, I guess that's a whole fucking world of conversation, Maybe, especially for our generation. Well, you know? I mean, I think that. Uh, I think that every episode we can touch on a little bit of each thing, you know. Yeah, right. Fighting for me is a lot, you know. I, I well, fought yeah. a lot in my life, you yeah. know. So like, and that's probably not always going to be like the funniest stories, you know. No, nah, I kind of. Well, I mean, it was like, and not to get into it now, but yeah, fighting was like a kind of like a passage, kind yeah. of thing for us, or whatever you fucking call that, like a rite of. Uh, what do they call that? What is that term? Rite of passage. Rite of passage, yeah. yeah. Like if you were a new kid on our street, oh yeah, you got into a fight, yeah, and it was kind of like the measuring stick to see, all right, can you come play fucking wiffle ball with us tomorrow? If you can, you know, get through this fucking fight with, you know, this guy or that yeah. one or whatever. 
So, I mean, not to say, I mean, we got into plenty of fights with each other just in the midst of hanging out with each so other. So what you're saying is, is you guys punched each other in the face. Basically. And I then mean, you went and looked at hustlers and jerked off together. It was kind of like, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Just, well, just so we can tie this back into the previous conversation. <laughs> now listen, guy, if you're going to jerk off to the same porno I'm watching. I got to punch you in the face. I got to punch you in the face first. <laughs> this can't be like a gay thing. This has to be like a Viking thing. Shit, yeah. man. No, it was like every time like a kid would like come onto the street. Like the first time you moved in, you were like it wasn't like a rule, but that's how it worked out. I think that's I think that's animal instinct though. When yeah. I uh when my mom my mom bought my great grandmother's house down in uh the village down in Eddystone, down near Penn Terminals. It's like this, yeah, yeah. you know, Lexington and Concord were these two streets way down near the river. They're like if Eddystone's a shithole, the village is the shithole of This is like the, the basin of the shithole. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is the This is the, this fucking is the utility hole. tub. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> dude. So, uh, you know, like, we, we uh, sold a lot of drugs. There yeah. were shootings. Like, you know, we were like Chester-only white kids. You right. You know, like, <laughs> it was fucking bad. Yeah. But, um, you know, like, when my mom bought that house, and then, like, we would go down there on the weekends, same story, you know, you had to prove yourself. These kids yeah. were tough kids. They were poor kids. Who the fuck are you and why are you in our And if you didn't, you, know? you were pigeonholed now yeah. into being a little pussy. The like f- The funny thing for me is coming from Norwood where I was nothing. In right. Norwood, I was a nothing kid. Everybody like, kind of like just pushed me off to the side. I was not a Mr. Popular or nothing. And then it's funny because I remember as a kid reinventing myself when I got to Eddystone. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not taking no shit no more. The first motherfucker that walks up, I'm going to punch cracked. him in the yeah. fucking face. And then, that's why when people ask me, where are you from? I say Eddie Stone. Because Eddie Stone, I, that was my right of That's passage. your character, yeah. That's, well, yep. that's where I felt comfortable with. And that's where I was allowed to be me. Mm-hmm. You know, In Norwood, it was, fuck you, shut up, go away. You're, you're like a nerdy... I was literally an art fag or a That's skater fag. That's so weird. Fag. For, for you, it's the reverse Yeah. than it is for me. Yeah. Because, like, I tell everybody I grew up in Grace Ferry, and that was, you know, that was where I grew up, and that's that sure. was the content of my character. But coming out here was such a relief to me because nobody gave a shit about me. Yeah. You know, whereas me being me and Grace Ferry, just being who I wanted to be, could fucking draw the ire of people and bring ridicule or whatever the fuck but coming out here and growing your hair out long and being like this little like grungy fucking metalhead or whatever who liked to draw and you know was into corny like dorky stuff was like we don't give a fuck what you do just go do what you do yeah and i was like a relief you know but isn't that the same because that's the same feeling that i got when i was in eddie stone i was relieved every when friday's school would let out right I was relieved and I don't have to deal with these fucking kids for three more days. Yeah. Like that was a relief in my head that I'm but going. But it was much harder in Eddie Stone than it was. No. No. If, if after felt... that, after that initial, like, we're going to yeah. break the ice. I'm going to get you. You're going to get yeah. to know me. Yeah. Once you, once then it became like, I would go to Eddie Stone every weekend. Even if my mom wasn't going to have us down there for that weekend, I would ride my bike down there to go to see hang out my with friends. Those friends. Right. Yeah. And he was like. When I showed up, they were like, holy shit, Chris is here. We've been yeah. waiting all fucking week to see That's you. Cool. Yeah, and there... it was my people. 
mm-hmm. but in in you know Interboro High School or Norwood Elementary, it was like, man, I'm just a fucking, I'm like the nerdy kid and right. the art kid and the uh, skater kid, and, and skater kids weren't cool then. So yeah. like, so I think it's different with that age too. Like yeah. when you're younger. It was probably more severe than it was when you were in high school. Yeah. I think people probably gave less of a shit once you were in 10th or 11th grade. 10th or 11th is after I punched this dude uh, in, in elementary school. Well, in middle school, there was a dude, and I won't say his name because I don't want to fucking yeah, yeah. bring up bullshit or whatever. But it was a kid that I went to school with, and, and we were cool after that. But I got bullied a lot in middle school and elementary school. And one day I got tired of his shit and he was bigger than me and I punched him. I mm-hmm. fucking just like, I was like fucking done, you yeah. know? Which is what you have to do. Yeah, you got to fucking finally just throw down. Yeah, if and you then, don't stand up for yourself at that age, then like I said, like when we were little, you yeah. got into that first fight. Yeah. And you knew if I want to be, if I want to come out here comfortably every day, fucking throw the football with these kids, I got to fucking knock one of them on their ass yeah. once, you know, at least once. Yeah, well, and, and I mean, I still had a lot of bullshit after that, but it definitely was kid, less. Kids suddenly were like, okay. <laughs> there was a little bit more maybe, respect. Maybe we yeah. need to leave him the fuck alone a little yeah. bit, because I flipped out, mm-hmm. you know, and they had to pull me off of him, and they were like, okay, he's fucking cuckoo, you know, like. Well, you're not cuckoo, you just got pushed to your breaking point. Well, that's what people say, though. When yeah. you freak out like that, because you've been bottling it up for fucking five years or whatever, right. and. As a kid, you don't even realize five years seems like a fucking life sentence, you know. Oh yeah, time is much more is long when you're little. Yeah. Compared you know? to like now, years fucking fly by. You don't even realize it. Yeah. But when you were a kid, you know, having three months off in the summer was like, I'll see you next year, motherfucker. You know, like. But even that's still that feeling for me in high school. These are all kids that I grew up with since I was a little tiny kid. There were girls that I was, like I said earlier in this episode, there were girls that I was infatuated with. Mm-hmm. I just thought they were like the greatest thing ever. Yeah. And I was, like, it's funny because there were movies about this shit. I, I'm such a film head right. that, like, I remember watching movies where the nerdy kid loved Miss Popular. And then at the end of the movie, she realizes, like, the error of her ways and, and how she should have nerdy... fucking paid attention to the nerdy kid. And, like, I remember watching shit like that and thinking, like, dude, how come that can't be me? How come this can't be my moment? Mm-hmm. Like, how could I convince you that I'm, like... And I... Maybe there's a part of that that, like, made me want to be... Because the only time they paid attention to me was when I drew. Yeah. I probably gained a little bit of popularity just as, like... That's the kid over there that can draw. That any was the thing, thing that fucking saved me in yeah. a lot of situations, man. Was like, did you see what he could draw? Yeah. You know, did you see his sketchbook the other day? Yeah. He was here. Yeah. Like, and then it changed the way people like saw me. Yeah. 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 And that was a lot of it. Is is uh, I think in some ways we're always looking for social acceptability. Mm-hmm. You know. So like to me, when the hot chick comes over and looks over my shoulder and goes. Wow, that's yeah. that's pretty. You know, like in my almost, mind, I just fucked you, <laughs> dude. In my mind, it's like, oh, Chris, I want to suck your dick down to the balls. You know, like to the dick. You know, I want to yeah. take your dick to the dick. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, she's like, yeah, nice drawing, you fucking dork. Yeah, I don't give a I shit about it. you. That's another thing I can't stand. You pimple about that. face, fucking asshole. I still do it to this day when I draw stuff and like somebody will be like, oh my god, that's so fucking good. And I'm like, ah, and it'll be like a fucking drawing of like, I don't know, fucking 
Spider-Man or some shit. And I'm like, yeah, I'm a fucking nerd. I, like, I have to preface it by saying, like, I'm 43 years old. I just drew Spider-Man. But, like, I don't know why I even care, like, to be embarrassed by shit like that. Like, I think we use comedy to uh, deflect any real emotion. Yeah. You know? It's like I a, know for me, I do. Yeah. You know? I would rather make a joke or be uh, self-deprecating than to actually accept a compliment. You know? Yeah, I think when you, somebody's laughing, there's no way they can not like you. Yeah. Kind of thing, you know? Yeah. So it's easier to make somebody laugh than it is to kind of, I don't know, tap into like some kind of other intellectual level of conversation with them. Like, just let's, if I can make you laugh, we're good, you know? Which is funny because as a kid, you never want to have an uncomfortable, real conversation. Mm-hmm. But now as an adult, Dude, I will take a total fucking stranger and go way deep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a like philosophical, emotional, you know, uh, self development. Well, it's easier explain. to read each other at this when you're older. Well, you know, you kind of have an idea of. I think it's uh, refreshing, but but I also yeah. think that people, when I do this to people, because I do on job sites, sometimes if I'm sitting there talking to a guy and I'm bored and I'm just like. Uh, and, it, and they'll say something. Oh, I'm struggling with drinking or something or whatever. And I'll just go off the fucking deep mm-hmm. end and start talking about like self-help and like, and then it like evolves. And dude, I've walked away from people and they instantly added me on Facebook and yeah. they're like liking yeah. all my content. And I'm like, that fucking dude. And like, I, I guess there's like this certain thing about uh, like feeling worthwhile you know, like, mm-hmm. the, like this feeling of like, so even for me to tell a joke, which is my constant battle to bring it back to what we talked about when we first started this episode is for me, comedy has always been this idea that like we can all relate. We can all get, laugh. Yeah. You know, laughing is what's going to solve all of this. Mm-hmm. You know, my in-laws used to like notoriously get annoyed with me because I would like playfully joke about race you mm-hmm. know like just nothing like obnoxious i would you know like there's certain things that i know oh yeah, is, yeah, yeah 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 but but there is in modern times right now it is definitely like a very touchy subject and there's been a few times where they were like nope motherfucker that is not funny right now and it's such a good feeling like when you can make a joke yeah in that vein and the person that you feel might get offended doesn't get offended yeah and like uh i always tell this joke with like the guys at work um like i there's this guy at my job chris who's uh, he's a black dude and he's an older black guy and i said to him i said how old are you chris 60 <laughs> and he's like <laughs> man motherfucker i'm not 60 and i'm like well how old are you he's 53 i said well, how the fuck would i know i'm like you know black guys are either 17 or 65 yeah, yeah you know because yeah, yeah. like they don't seem like i just made this generalization that sure. black people don't seem to age Believe and me. he thinks that's fucking hilarious, you know? But Where we all he... know that. I mean, listen, I say that joke, too. I yeah, tell black people, don't crack or whatever. Oh, yeah. man, that, that joke, I but think... But what's malicious about that? There's nothing. 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 I, listen, my playful way of dealing with that particular... Or, or using that joke is that uh, I'll tell people, I have about 10 more years left before I look like I'm 85. Right. And my wife is still going to look she's 30. She's going to look the same And everybody's going to yeah. think that she's my fucking hospice nurse... <laughs> taking care of me but really we're only six years apart you know yeah so and they're all like oh and i'm like no i think it's for real i think it's going to (laughs) happen most likely yeah but uh i think that like that's the big hurdle 
and and I am relentless. Like I'm still going to make offensive jokes or I don't think I don't believe that I'm making offensive jokes to offend people. No, I think you're trying to fucking make the thing that is uncomfortable comfortable. Yeah. Right. So like to me like uh, and and it's just I think comedy has to be somewhat uncomfortable sometimes. That's a part of it. Dude, I'll tell you what, man. Growing up as a white kid in a mixed environment, dude, black kids in the 90s mm-hmm. taught me how to talk shit. Yeah. They were fucking vicious. Mm-hmm. Like, way more vicious than any white kid I've ever met in my life. I wish, and I still to this day, like, fantasize or dream about creating... um a new platform of comedy, a lot like battle rapping. I would love to see comedians talk shit on each other. Right. Like, I love a roast. Yeah. My 40th birthday, I told my wife, organize a roast. Yeah. Invite anybody you fucking want. Tell them to come over here and talk shit on me. I want to hear it, and I'm going to laugh my ass off. And, like, I am notorious for, like, being that guy that's, like, uh, you got to be careful because I run my mouth a lot. Right. You know? So I think a lot of people came over and we did this and we had fun. My one buddy, Ethan, who's on the other show, Yard Bertuna, dude, he's the only one that took it serious. And he wrote he jokes. Had, he had material. Oh, he wrote yeah. jokes and everybody at the party was like, oh my fucking God, dude, that dude is hilarious. And I was like, that's great. That was worth it. Yeah. Just to hear Ethan talk shit. And it's funny because after everybody kind of like dwindled away, he was like, dude, I even had like some like touchy race jokes. And I was like, well, yeah, I'll be honest. I'm kind of glad you didn't do it. But now that they're all gone, let me hear what you got. Yeah, you know? yeah, like- yeah. yeah right, right. <laughs> <laughs> because, and it wasn't like, he didn't say nothing bad about black people. Right. But it was really like, he was belittling me and like, you know, like, it's just it's just funny and i think to me like it has to be edgy right you know comedy to me is always going to be this like uh like oh shit i can't believe you said that you know to a certain extent i kind of i understand to a certain extent like i'm not a black person or i'm not like a like a certain minority that has had to deal with discrimination sure so i guess the the level of the offense doesn't really relate to me the same way so like if i make that joke about black don't crack or whatever right of course i don't see anything offensive with it and i'm hoping that somebody else doesn't but i don't i'm not a black guy so i don't know what they've gone through or what kind of shit they've had to hear you know you know a 53 year old black guy has probably heard some pretty fucked up shit oh yeah you know what i mean and where i grew up was a very racially charged neighborhood sure where we even even... out here it was oh yeah yeah i grew up in eddystone in in eddystone in the 90s and that's a mixed neighborhood it is now oh it used to be a hard fucking line yeah like between chester and eddystone chester creek that runs between eddystone and chester was Mm -hmm. literally referred to as the border yeah you know and and like there were kids in my neighborhood that literally would say, we got to do border patrol and chase black kids out of our neighborhood. Well, that was kind of what happened in our neighborhood, too, is because, like, our neighborhood was, like, they say it was an Irish neighborhood. I don't, I mean, never, everybody there, it didn't sure. matter. But, I mean, it was a white neighborhood. Yeah. That was kind of encased right. by black neighborhoods or projects or whatever. Sure. And it was, like... Look, this is our part of the neighborhood. That's your part of the neighborhood. And a lot of the... the um, a lot of the fucking racial bullshit that came from it came from the adults. Yeah. The kids have no idea 
Isn't why... that always it, though? Yeah, it's always the cues from the generation before that are causing, you know, the bullshit, you know, like the sins of the father atoned by the son kind of thing. Sure. And it was like, um, you know, as kids, we didn't fucking know why we were fighting with each other. And, you know, like, you're walking home by yourself, and all of a sudden you're getting chased by three or four black kids, or vice versa. And, you know, like, for what? Yeah. Like, what for? Because yeah. we're walking down the street in the same neighborhood? Like, yep. I don't even know half of these kids' names to be mad at them. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you had a few of them that would, like, stick out because you knew how tough they were or whatever. And be like, oh, I better fucking go this way. There's Bernard or whatever the fuck. And, you know, like, there were certain ones that you just knew by name that sure. would really fuck my shit up in yeah. a one-on-one fight or something. And then you get older and then you start getting into the like more extreme methods of violence and stuff. And it's like, man, it just sucks. It just sucks. Yeah. Because eventually you're going to be going out into the workplace and you're going to be working together or, you know, you're going to be friends or whatever. Like more often than not, the kid that punched you in the fucking face when you were little sure. ends up being your friend at some point. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, like I was saying, that kid Joe, uh, when he moved on the street, he was, you know, the chicken with the, you know, with the spot or whatever. You know, they say, like, he was that kid. Yeah. And I think he had to fight everybody, you yeah. know? And same thing with me. My first fight was with this kid, Michael, that lived down the block. And we ended up being great friends. And it was just, ah, oh man, I don't know how to describe it. It's like, I don't even know where I'm going with this now. Well, I think it's a. I think it's about uh, becoming a part of your neighborhood because, right. like, it's so funny because I. I swear to God, it all happens at the same time. I never wanted to admit for the longest time that I grew up in Norwood or around the Innerborough School District. I didn't want to admit it. In my mind, I'd rather admit that I'm an Eddie Stone kid. I'm poor white trash. Mm-hmm. I grew up on the edge of Chester. You know, I have friends that are like. You know, rough, rough friends, you know, and there was like, it's not just a tough guy thing. It's also the fact that there was camaraderie to this day when a kid from Eddie Stone or a guy there were all fucking guys now we're all men. But if somebody discusses something we did in the 90s or posts a picture, even if they didn't like belong to my little clique of like rollerbladers and skateboarders. We all were Eddie Stone kids. To this day, if somebody called me up and was like, yo, dude, we got a fucking problem. I need you to come help me with this guy. Mm. You know, he's he's in trouble. I'd probably go help him. Right. You know, because, I mean, it's just, it's like a lifelong thing yeah. to be from that neighborhood. One of know? my childhood friends just passed away last week. And for an entire, like, you know, I think I've seen her once since yeah. we were children. I spent, like, an afternoon with her after a funeral. And, um... I was just, like, heartbroken that she had passed away. Like, you know, like, I had just seen her, like, a few years ago. Uh, and it was just, like, like that connection never goes away. Yeah. You know? And I'm, like, really grateful that I got to see her after that funeral. Um, now, because who would have who known that at 41 or 42 years old, she would be gone, you know? Yeah. So it was really, you know, you really never leave lose that connection with certain people that, you know even though they're such a minor part of your life now, they were a major part of your life at some point, you know? I think to me that's Eddie Stone, you know? That's, even yeah. Even now, like I'm reconnecting with some people that I knew from Norwood or Innerborough or whatever, 
but I don't think it's the same. I'm friends with more people from Grace Ferry than I am with people that I went to high school with. Yeah, I feel the same way. Yeah. I I still have a hard time to this day when people are like, oh, well, where are you from? What neighborhood? Whatever. And when I always think about it, I'm just like, uh, I just didn't really enjoy my time. So a couple of years ago, there was a thing on Facebook. They were like, oh, we're having a, you know, a get together because we didn't really have an actual class reunion. So this one chick that I've known since first grade was, uh, this chick Steph was like, um, you know, you're not coming. And I'm like, no, I'm not, yeah. not really interested in it. And like her and Marty, you know, Marty and like, uh, you know, a couple people were like, well, dude, you should just stop by, man. Not a, a lot of people haven't seen you in a long time. Maybe they'd be interested in seeing people. You'd be surprised might, yeah. might actually be interested in seeing you, you know? And I was like, first of all, it's at a bar and I don't drink. So I'm like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to go. And then she messaged me like privately and was like, Hey, uh, you know, like, I just want to tell you that like, we, there are people that would really like to see you. Like you mm-hmm. do know that. Right. And I was like, I'll be honest. I don't have great memories of Interborough high school. Mm-hmm. I don't remember like being, uh, felt like I belonged there. You know, yeah. like to me, I didn't feel like I belonged there. So like, I'm not particularly interested to see a lot of people from that school. And therefore, like, there are old resentments. Like, if I went there and somebody ran their mouth, somebody that I had, like... uh, Some kind of history with? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm older, and I'm bigger, and I'm kind of nastier now. And, like, I don't want to go through that. Mm -hmm. I don't want to fucking deal with it. Because if I punch some guy in a fucking bar at 41 years old... You're going to jail. Now I'm going to fucking jail. Right. So, like... I don't want to do that, you know? And I kind of explained that to her, and she was like, oh, well, I, I respect that. And she, I don't think I would go to an Interborough reunion either. I've Now, know? what's funny is when I was a few years ago, my grade school friends had an eighth grade reunion Yeah. down in Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah. And I went, and dude, I was so happy I did. Like, I got to see all these people that I grew up with and... That were like, you know, I got to see them as adults and, you know, this girl that I had this tremendous crush on in the seventh grade, I got to see her as an adult and it was just, it was so nice, you yeah. know, so like it was so much more meaningful to me and, you know, just like even like this one friend that I have, Sam, who was, Sam was like a man in the eighth grade, like he was taller than everybody else he had fucking stubble, you know, like he looked like a man compared to everybody else. I'm not going to say anybody's last names because, you know, whatever. But Sam looked like a man in the eighth grade and he was bigger than That's all like of us. Rob Holt for us, dude. Rob Holt always yeah. looked like a fucking adult, man. He always did, dude. Yeah. In like fucking second grade, the dude had a beard. No shit. Well, Sam was like that, but Sam was like strong. Sam was like a big, strong kid. But when I saw him when we were, you know, 37 or whatever, however fucking old we were when we had this reunion, he hadn't grown since really? the eighth grade. So now I'm taller than Sam. I'm bigger <laughs> than Sam. Sam's like short now compared to us. And it was just like, it was easy to break his balls <laughs> about that. Now, I think if I went to like an Interborough reunion and had that, I wouldn't have the same kind of fun with somebody like that that i did with him yeah. in that instance it was just like it's so much more intimate as children yeah than it is when you're in that you know i'm about to become an adult and this is how i have to conduct myself in life with strangers and things like that when you're children man like there's that connection to these people 
like you never stop loving them you never stop caring about them you know like I have a friend Michael that was like my best friend when I was little that to this day I still care about him and whatever struggle he goes through or whatever good thing that he's going through like I'm always interested in knowing what's going on with him right whereas I'm not like that with you know 90% of the people that I, I knew when I was fucking 16 I'm just not it's funny, and it's, uh, I don't even know if it's an age thing, because I'll say this. The military builds camaraderie. Mm-hmm. I went into the military at 17 years old, and my first duty station was Germany. It's Fried- situational. Yeah, it is very much situational. Yeah. So, Friedberg, Germany, you know, uh, my, the barracks were called Ray Barracks. I was in 501st uh, Forward Support Battalion. There was a few other battalions around us with other guys. I was skateboarding on post and bumped into five other guys. Uh, Not all in the same day. We just kind of all found each other because we were all skateboarders. And we're still a tight group. Here we are 20 years later. And a lot of guys that I was stationed in Germany with, because I lived there two years. Two years of my life, I was with these guys. And there's a guy, Bowman, who's a buddy of mine from Flint, Michigan. And... and, um, I always fuck his name up. But uh, there was this other guy that I knew him for less. But Bowman was my roommate. There was Littleton. There was all these guys uh, that were in my unit. And, like, dude, we were tight. And it's Mm -hmm. funny because I had two duty stations. I had Friedberg, Germany. And then for the last year of my enlistment, I went over to uh, Fort Hood down in Texas. And there were guys there that I got along with. But I don't stay connected to any of them. Mm -hmm. You know? I don't actually, none of them. And it's not that I do it on purpose, but I really feel more connected to them guys in Germany. Like my buddy Bowman, we still chit-chat on Facebook all the time. I had this dream to go out, because he lives right outside of Chicago. Uh, Oh, no, he's not from Flint. He's from uh, Gary, Indiana. I fucked that all up. But uh, I want to go and and see him in real life and meet his wife and children. I want to bring my wife and kids. And, like, you know, to me... It, it is so situational because it's where is your home. And to me, yeah. I, I, f- I fucking dream about going back to Friedberg, Germany and uh, seeing if some of the places are still there. The food places where I ate at. Food mm-hmm. is always... You and I talk about food yeah. a lot because food to me reminds me of things. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. there are moments in my life where I remember food and I'm like, man, I remember... In Germany, oddly enough, there were Turkish immigrants. Not not that that's odd, but the food that I remember is these Donner kebabs. Yeah. It's lamb's meat on a skewer. Mm-hmm. They roast it on this, uh, like they have these, this the things on a skewer spinning and it's cooking the outside of the flesh, the meat. And then they shave off the crunchy parts into this piece of pita bread, this wedge of pita bread. Mm. They put on some... Um, it's kind of like tazzini sauce or tacazzini. I, I always fuck up how yeah. you say that, but it's. Like I don't this, know. I've never had it. We call it. They call it a white sauce, and I'm like. Oh, I know you're talking about the white. Yeah, yeah, like the the halal yeah. white sauce. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, shit yeah, is yeah. Good. Oh my god. Yeah, and uh, when you mix it with the spicy shit, dude, oh, boy. I want that right fucking. Yeah, halal is no fucking. So joke. there's a halal truck in Chester. There's a halal truck in Delaware that I used to go to a, my one of my last jobs. I used to go there like three times a week. Man. So the halal truck in Chester, you can order on Uber Eats or, or yeah. Grubhub or one of them. We fucking love that, dude. Oh, dude we love that, love that dude, shit. You know? That is good food. So if that guy's listening, my man, you make great fucking food. Keep up yeah. the great work. I love your food. 
Yeah. Um, There's a lot of free advertising on this podcast. Yeah, man. that's there okay. Is. Well, listen, we're building up our inventory. I so like these... doing that, though. I like, you know, just, yeah, if anybody's yeah. looking and they say, like, oh, well, you know, they fucking said you guys are cool. Like, that, you know, that's a... Yeah. That matters to me. Yeah. yeah. Listen, I just want a free fucking cheesesteak at some point or something. <laughs> Somebody just... Yeah. That way I could say, I, could, that way I, say I got paid for the fucking show, you know? <laughs> I just don't want to be a starving artist no more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um... They made them donor kebabs. Like, so Germany to me is a food memory, uh-huh. but it also brings up these memories of music, my friends. Right. Uh, you know, and it's just always been like that. Eddie Stone, there's always like this theme in my head of like you know, skateboarding and traveling with my friends from Eddie Stone, my buddy Scott, my buddy Jay. Uh, you know, there was this other kid, Chris. There was Tommy. There was a lot, a lot of kids. I'm, I'm not using last names because I just... Yeah, yeah. I don't want to start no shit. I don't know. It might... You know, I don't want to get anybody jammed up or whatever. But, uh, but dude, it's just it's just funny that the we, the things that we hold on to, mm-hmm. you know? A lot of my sexual experiences, to bring it back... <laughs> yeah, let's get back were, to that. Yeah, well, <laughs> a lot of shit happened. A lot of firsts happened for me in Eddystone. Yeah. Like, dude, it's, that story of me getting jerked off and, and the girl saying that my dick was tiny Stone. was in Eddie Stone yeah. and like you know like I mean just so much crazy shit and it was like I don't know man these kids nowadays play video games all fucking day and they yeah. don't they don't sit they have They're not experiencing anything do they have play dates oh I'm gonna bring yeah. my kids over so our kids can hang out together dude I used to walk like over two highways to get mm-hmm. to my fucking friends yeah. and then we would like go sneak and try to watch porn or like, you know, like some crazy, or I'm trying to fuck some chick from, mm-hmm. you know, upper Eddie stone that like hates my guts, you know, or like, dude, there was chicks in Eddie stone that I like, Oh my God. You just cut. Yeah. Oh my God. I was just like, dude, I, I will fucking marry you and give you <laughs> anything you want for the rest of your life. Yeah. You know? And like, <laughs> as a kid, I just remember like thinking like, dude, this is heaven, man. And like, to this day, I still like check up on like, like with Facebook and stuff like that. I think it's just there so I can keep tabs. I think on it's uh, the people do, I grew up oh, with. I do. That's all I use it for. And I yeah. just I don't want to lose connection to my friends from childhood. Yeah. More so than anything else. Sure. You know, sure. like I almost never friend people I work with. Yeah. I don't want them to see how much of a fucking nerd I am. You know what I mean? Like, I don't even want you to have that information about me at work. Yeah. I'm here for fucking Sam who didn't grow past the eighth grade. <laughs> I'm here for Stephanie who I, you know, had my first crush on, but, you know, I don't even think I ever gave her a kiss. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I want to see what she's up to, you know, yeah. things like that, you know. But that's that's what it's there for for me. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I definitely do that. I definitely have, like... uh the curiosities there's been there's been times where i was like dude let's let's see what that chick still looks like oh yeah and i go out of my way to friend them and they're like what the fuck john lombardo just sent me a friend request (laughs) yeah i there was this girl chrissy that i had a big crush on when i was in like the seventh grade and uh she didn't like me you know she just did not like me yeah but i was persistent like super persistent and then thank god that fucking ended for me quickly because i like fell head over heels in love with this girl, uh, Melissa, when I was in the seventh grade, who, like, I just could not stop thinking about her for the longest time. I think I slow danced with her at, like, a fucking school <laughs> dance one time to Eric Clapton's Tears in Heaven. Yeah. Dude, I must have fucking went to bed listening to Tears in Heaven <laughs> fucking for an entire summer. 
such a corny fucking song to associate with a girl, I guess. But, like, it just reminded me of her. You know what I mean? Like, I was so infatuated with that little girl. Like, oh, my God. Dude, it's... I'm telling you, man, my whole child... My whole, uh, like, adolescence was just one awkward moment after another, yeah. man. Like, oh, just, yeah. Like, there was just... I remember, like, asking chicks out and, like, just getting shut down. Yeah. Like, and it, and it was always, like, such a... Like a fucking scary thing because I'm like, dude, I have to say this cool. Like I have to say like, and you know, it always I seemed like to, the like, girl was always still kind of nice about it too, even even though. Yeah, they the always were like, no, oh, well, I'm kind of seeing somebody yeah. else, well, and I'm you're sorry, like, I'm talking to somebody. Yeah, yeah, and I remember just like, dude, it, it like crushed me, crushed me. I was just telling my girl the other day, we we have like a uh, like a mutual friend that my my girlfriend ended up being friends with this lady through, I guess, through me. But I remember uh, when I would hang out, I used to hang out in Eddie Stone as an adult sure. with my friend Mark. And uh, Mark's best friend was this guy, Chuck, and he has a sister who was single when I would hang out and, you know, go over there and drink on the weekends and stuff. And we used to get just fucking destroyed <laughs> on, like, a Saturday night. We would, like, go from bar to bar at Eddie Stone, like, walk around and just get fucking shit hammered. Yeah. And then end up back at, like, somebody's house and drink some more until we passed out. And I decided, like, this is, like, right when, you know, I was single and I had my kids and stuff. And the weekends were a big deal to me. So, like, I had to get it all in. Like, you were saying earlier how you passed out. And it reminded me of this time that I fell asleep at, like, 2 in the afternoon from drinking during the day. <laughs> and woke up at, like, 11 o'clock at night and was like, fuck, man, I just wasted my entire Saturday. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it was, the time was so important to me. Sure. But I, uh, for whatever reason, I was single and I was like, maybe I should try to, you know, ask somebody out. And, like... She was, like, the only woman that was hanging out with us, you know? Yeah. And I made it a point. I was like, I'm going to ask her out. I'm going to ask her if she'll go to dinner with me or some shit. And uh, I remember just being so shit-hammered drunk and my buddy Mark just being just as fucking drunk. And he knew I was going to ask her. And we're sitting in the kitchen, you know, no more than fucking six to seven feet away from each other. And she, me and her are sitting at the table. And he's standing by the fucking counter. And we're having a conversation. And it gets to this, like, uncomfortable silence. And this fucking asshole, like, is standing behind her. He's like, dude, dude, like, <laughs> saying it out loud. Ask her out. <laughs> like, we're in the same fucking room, and you're talking like you're like a voice in my head kind of thing. And I asked her, and she just turned me down, like, right there in front of him. And, like, thank God I was drunk, and I didn't feel it, and I just didn't care the next day or whatever. But it wasn't like I had feelings for her. No, I just wanted to get out there. But there's nothing nice even though it's nice when they let you down, there's uh, nothing nice about it, you know? Dude, do you want to hear the most cringeworthy? And it, this was uh, this was way after I left the Army. I came home. This is the most cringeworthy, uh, like, uncomfortable thing that I've ever done. That I'm like... I am, like, humiliated in myself when I think about this moment is... Um, a friend of mine was dating this chick and this chick had her best friend and they had an apartment in Philly and we used to go there like on the weekends and raise hell with them, you know? Right. So like the chick's friend was cute. She was like this Italian chick and uh, they were like, uh, my buddy was like, uh, yeah, dude, she likes you, man, you know? And I'm like, all right, cool. So like we decide we're going to go to the mountains and we're going to go like uh, snow tubing up at like Jack Frost or camelback or wherever the fuck they do it at you know so we did this whole day trip together we're having fun everybody's laughing we get back to uh their apartment late that night 
And so, like, she had another apartment in the same building or something like that. And so she's like, uh, all right, well, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna go downstairs to my apartment now. And, like, dude, I am so fucking clueless. Bad at, like, reading signals? Yeah, dude, yeah. no fucking clue. Yeah. Like, I have no clue. You have to almost come right out and be like, are you gonna fuck me or not, Well, dude? so, like, I didn't know, <laughs> but apparently that's exactly what she wanted. Right. She was, like, trying to give me the hint, like, hey, dickhead. You're gonna come down here now. Let's go. Right. Follow yeah. me. We're going somewhere, you yeah. know? And I'm like, ah, all right, cool. I'm just gonna hang out here. And, like, I sat there in this chick's apartment that my buddy is dating and like she left and like everybody's just like <laughs> what, what are you the doing, fuck dude? are you doing you more? it's almost like she has to like put her panties under your oh fucking nose and be like smell this this so, smell funny <laughs> that already is like uh like that's embarrassing yeah because right. i just don't get it you know yeah and uh so that's bad enough so then like that basically ruined any chance so mm. like then it's done um and then like now like this part of your character is like destroyed for her like yeah you can't she's even, like you're, this guy's you're so fucking, awkward yeah. yeah so oh the awkwardness yeah. does not end right so like then at one point a few weeks later my buddy is like explaining to me pro she was trying to get you mm-hmm. to come with her and i'm like huh huh <laughs> me what do you mean yeah and like then all of a sudden the paradigm shift occurs and i'm like Oh man, I fucked up. You yeah. know? And now I am like starting to get weirdly infatuated with this chick. Right. And I'm like Sometimes that's all it takes, man. Dude, now I'm like, oh, she does like me. Uh-huh. I thought because it's all a misinterpretation, you know? Right. She thought I didn't like her and that's why I didn't go with her. I thought she was trying to get the fuck away from me, mm-hmm. you know? Because it's all this awkward dance when you're dating and you're like i don't know nobody comes right out and says what they're looking for it's like you just gotta be yeah super uncomfortable so dude so now you think you have a chance so now i think i have a chance but it's gone it's fucking gone you squandered it so unknowing to me is i'm still drinking over their house over this chick's house uh apartment in philly like on the weekends Mm -hmm. and like a month or two goes by so then in one night that chick is there we're all drinking uh, there's a bunch of people there, and then, like, I'm getting, like, shit-faced, and I don't know it, but this chick already started seeing somebody else. Uh, I didn't even fucking yeah. know it. Dude, listen to how... This is... I'm gonna... My... I'm gonna, like, crawl under the table after I tell you what I did. So, I'm, like, getting drunk, and I'm, like, uh, like getting all emotional and weird and fucking, like, strange, and my buddy is with his girlfriend. They're sitting on the couch, and the couch and the TV are in front of me. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at the back of this chick's head, the Italian girl that I liked, you know? And I'm just sitting there and I'm like awkward and in my emotions because I'm all fucked up and I don't know how to express myself. And dude, I like threw this little tantrum and was like, ah, I'm fucking getting at her. Rah, rah, rah. And I walk over and kiss the girl on the back of her fucking head as I'm leaving. Mm -hmm. Like, so ridiculously, weirdly awkward. They, like, she has this look on her face like, what the fuck just happened? They're looking at me like, what the fuck are you doing? And then I walk out, and then I'm embarrassed. And then, like, like, my buddy, like, calls me, and he's like, 
dude, what the fuck did you just do? And he, he's like telling me, he's like, dude, she's seeing somebody else now. And I'm like, oh, and I'm like fucking yeah, crying right. and shit. But like, dude, I oh. just, so whenever I think about the most embarrassing moment, that is definitely yeah. very high on the list of like how fucking weirdly awkward. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because she's married to the dude now. They have kids. They're on my Facebook. They comment on how beautiful my children are. Yeah. And I always like want to apologize. Well, here's your chance. Laura, I'm sorry for being (laughs) so weirdly fucking awkward. And guess what? She she thinks about it. Holy shit. I bet you she doesn't think about it at all. Nah. You think about it. Yeah, because I'm a fucking weirdo. And I just like, well, there's a part of me that has like this. I want to make amends and apologize right. for weird shit that I've yeah. done. If I've made you uncomfortable, I'm really sorry. They've moved on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but dude, like this sometimes little... that's all it takes is just like, even if it's somebody that you're not really uh, on the surface, like right off the bat, I'm not attracted to her. Sometimes just that attention from a woman oh. that likes you changes your whole outlook on how you view them. You dude. like me. I like you too. Like, I always say this thing with, um, like, when I'm talking to, like, another guy or, like, my kid who's an adult now, you know, like, when we talk about, like, girls or women or whatever or, like, celebrities that we think are attractive. Sure. We o- I always go, uh, you know, would you do her? And he'd be like, you know, like, ah, no, nah, I don't think so. I just said, come on, dude. In reality. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's that's the preface. In reality. Yeah. If she was in our living room right now and she was like... Would you do her then? Ah, uh, yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, you have to, like, kind of put yourself in the situation. Sometimes all it takes is for somebody that you're not attracted to to be attracted to you as a man. And then you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. I'm attracted to you now. Like, I think I've dated women that I wasn't even attracted to. Really? That just because they liked me, I was like, all right, I got to give it a shot. You know? uh, I've definitely done that. Oh, yeah, I've done yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. I've definitely dated girls that I flat out did not like, but there's also the power of the pussy. Let me tell you something, dude. Sometimes that's not enough. I've dated girls that I was like, I'm getting laid right now and it's pretty fucking good. And I'm, I'm content with that. But as a person, I do not like her. I'm not going to say the person's name, Yeah. but I kind of went out with somebody on and off for about two years that... The only thing we had in common is that we were alone. Yeah. You know? Uh, that's a tough combination because I've been down that road. Ooh, dude. Yeah. And like, not that she wasn't attractive. She was attractive. But just the, the, the fucking glaring differences in our personalities and, you know, this lack of sexual chemistry and all this other shit. Why I meandered on and on doing this. Like, I look back on it and go, why the fuck did I do that like just because I was alone and she liked me at some point and she clearly liked me on and off because she would kind of flake out and be like I don't want to do this and then oh wait I fucked up I made a mistake I should like was it because the sex was good or uh because I've been in relationships (sighs) like that look let me tell you this to interrupt a little bit I apologize no no that's cool so I had a uh you know like a friends with benefits yeah 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 um that was a girl that you and i went to high school with oh we're and we were not friends or anything in high school yeah in fact we probably didn't like each other very much back then 
but somehow when I was a single man, we kind of reconnected. Uh, but the funniest thing was, is that like, you know, we were seeing each other, we were having some fun and, and that was great. But dude, weirdly enough, politically, we were very opposites. Yeah. And she was very strong, like left leaning politically. Mm-hmm. And I guess it, it was just too much that I was just like, dude, we can't. Yeah. We're not even close to seeing eye to eye. We're not compatible it, at all. Dude, it came to a point where it was like, dude, I don't even want to. You don't even spend- want to have sex with you anymore. <laughs> wow. And well, it's no. a shame. It's a shame because she's like a really nice person, very kind person. But it, like, uh, I just. I remember thinking, like, dude, there's no way that this relationship can go mm-hmm. because we can't even have conversations without it turning into an argument, a political or, discussion yeah. or dispute. It's not even discussion; it's a fucking argument. Yeah. You know? So, like, that's not fun. It's not. You it's know? not a turn on. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just one of many. Uh, well, I think when you're dating. younger, like, you're gonna take whatever comes your way. Sure. And then when you get older, you start to get a little bit more discerning with your taste and you start to say, well, you know, it's not even worth it to pursue that, you know, the sexual part of it if I just can't stand you anyway. And I don't want to say I couldn't stand this girl, but like we were just really different. Yeah. Like way different. Like not compatible. Sure. Why are we wasting our time pursuing some kind of relationship with each other? We're not even like remotely compatible. Did you ever have a big heartbreak? Like a big... Oh, God, yeah, dude, plenty. Really? Yeah. One, like, almost caused, you know, the closest to a nervous breakdown I've ever had. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I've definitely had more than one. I mean, more often than not, you know, it has not been reciprocal. Like, my (laughs) feelings were not reciprocated. And this isn't, like, me being self-deprecating or nothing. Sure. Because I have a lot of confidence that... Anybody I've ever been with, there is some aspect to it where they don't regret being with me. Sure. You know, like I feel that way. Yeah. And um, and I definitely have confidence in certain areas of relationships that, you know, I know who I am at the end of the day. So I don't really like I look back on those heartbreaks now and I go, you know what? It, it didn't happen and I'm not upset about it, you know, but at the time. Yeah, man, there's been plenty I think that's what teaches us how to be better companions now. Yeah. You know, like through my trials and tribulations, I've had my heart broken uh, quite a few times. Pretty nasty shit. Like mm-hmm. I, I was dating uh, another female soldier in Germany and like, dude, she fucked everybody on post. Oh, wow. When we were together. Oh, I you think know? you told me about this. Yeah, oh. it was pretty brutal, man. It was like, yeah. uh, and like I had friends that were trying to like, dude tell you and this this yeah. is done this She's is not, not going that, anywhere right. man this Ooh. is not and i was just like relentlessly like nope i'm gonna make this work it's gonna fit it's a square peg and a round fucking hole and i'm just gonna keep shoving on it until it fucking squeezes through i you had know? i had a girl that i was like really really like i was in love with her at one point sure and i and we remained friends and i found that years later the real reason it and she was it was reciprocal you know like we both had feelings and we both expressed them and told each other but we never got together and nothing ever happened between us but the reason we never got together was because i was white really she was white 
And that was the reason she didn't get together with me. It's because I was a white guy and she was in the black dudes. Oh. Like, and I just thought to myself, like... That kind of sucks. But I just... I couldn't wrap my head around it. Like, your feelings are your feelings. If you have feelings for somebody, who gives a fuck what they are? Yeah. It's so bizarre to me. So, like, when I think back on that and I think, like, if that's what it was that didn't make that happen, then I'm glad it didn't happen. Do you, you know? Because it many... seems so shallow and silly. Yeah, but on the same spectrum, you can look at a lot of people like that. Like, I, I met... There's so many people that I know... When it comes to interracial relationships, because people are fascinated, even now to this day, people ask me questions. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, I've, dude, I've had people say the most crazy shit. I've had white guys come up to me and be like, dude, I would totally fuck a black chick, but I would never marry one. And I'm like, what? Do you know how yeah, fucking you know, insulting it, that sounds? I've had like, people say to me, like, ah, what if I had sex with a black chick and then I died? And, you know, that's the last shit. It was like, yeah, well, who the fuck cares, you fucking moron? Like, Dude. what kind of asshole? But that's the problem with people. Let me tell you something uh, about love. Like you just said, there is no... There's not a color. There's no... Uh, and, and I feel this way, and I'm not gay, but I respect. Because I had a friend... Uh, there was a there, my wife's friend. She's a friend of mine, too. Uh, at one point, I said, listen, I don't necessarily understand the gay community. Right. But I don't think it's necessary that I do. I think it's necessary that I respect you. Mm-hmm. And respect your boundaries, and not try to impose my ideas on you. That's it. Mm-hmm. And I and I feel like, and then so like we got into the conversation, and and like it was more of a political conversation, but also uh, philosophical in some sense. And like, you know, she justified and just said, "Well, do you understand love?" And I said, "Yep, I absolutely understand love." And she goes, "Do you think that there are boundaries on love?" And I was like, "No, I don't." Right. You know. I think that that's the most honest thing that I could ever say about anything is that like, dude, if love arrived, if it's here, because honestly, if if I'm going to be truthful, my ex-wife was black. Things did not work out. Right. I dated interracially for a lot of my life. And after my ex-wife, I kind of made this statement in my head. I never said shit out loud, but like I literally was like, yeah, I think I'm done dating black chicks. Now, if I would have held my ground on that, you wouldn't be in this. This situation. house would not yeah. ex- not be mine. There would be no children's toys behind you. There would be no wife that's at work right now making me money. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want her to fucking kill me. Yeah. But uh, like, you know, I have to be open minded. I have to be because I never knew. Like, I, I tried that whole, like, all right, all right. Because people used to say to me, what is this, like, is this, like, your thing? You date black chicks? And I'm like, no, dude, I date everybody. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah, I don't really. Dude. I thank God, like, that, um, and I'm not even a God guy. But thankfully, you know, I never really put those limitations on my feelings. Yeah. Like, I'm the same way. Yeah. I don't think, like, in terms of, you know, when it comes to how I feel about somebody else, you know, I don't go, well, I really like that person, but, you know, she's got fucking short hair or she's a brunette. <laughs> I don't want to fuck her or I don't want to be with her. Sure. Or she's a black chick. I don't want to pursue a relationship with her. Yeah. Or I don't like why. How could you put the relation? Like, how could you put so, that limitation on something? It's you know? funny because you say that because like uh, the girl that I was seeing prior to meeting my wife had alopecia. Oh, she wow. She was yeah. 100% bald. Oof. Like, 
fucking yeah. bald. Like, drew on eyelashes and uh, eyebrows. That's got to be rough know? for her. Uh, it was rough, and she was very self-conscious about it. But, like, same thing. Like, personality-wise, dude, we did not mesh. You know? No. She was... Uh, I could, <laughs> I could honestly, I believe that she probably was like a like a Trump supporter, and mm-hmm. I'm not putting down Trump supporters, but I'm just saying like she was like the kind of chick that was like very hard, kind of conservative, and like just wouldn't let certain shit go. Occasionally, she would pop like a racist joke, and like thought that I was gonna laugh about it, and like I was like, dude, I don't fucking do that. Yeah, I don't think that's fucking funny at all. You know, like dropping the n word occasionally, like. And, and, like, dude, this isn't... I'm not saying this shit because people are listening and they think that I'm... No. Oh, Yeah, you don't I want am. to sound holier than now. I'm not now. waving right. a fucking flag saying I'm Mr. Yeah. Perfect It's just the guy. content of your personality. But it really sincerely is something that I stand on is, like, I don't do this. Mm-hmm. This is not something I think is okay or acceptable, you right. know? And uh, that chick just didn't give a fuck, mm-hmm. you know? She was just like, I don't care. I'm going to keep doing this, you know? And I was like, okay, well, we're done. We're yeah. fucking... I'm not going to spend time with a person Who's that? that isn't going to respect things that I think or feel, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so like, you know, it's just the trials and tribulations, dating, yeah. you know. Uh, I, you know, like, after I got clean, dude, prior to me getting clean, dating was a thousand times more awkward because I thought that I needed a chemical to give me the motivation or the, the confidence uh, confidence to yeah. talk to somebody. And then afterwards, oddly enough, I became much more charismatic and my, my self-confidence grew rapidly, mm-hmm. which is weird because like I was never Mr. Prince charming, like, Oh, Hey, what's up? And then yeah. it, dude, it got to the point where I became one of these dudes that was like flat out, just telling chicks like, Hey, you want to fuck later? What? And like, Dude, it was fucking nuts. Yeah. There was a small part of my life where, like, I was, like, dude, Plenty of Fish was a joke. Yeah. Like, when, when guys talk about Tinder and Plenty of Fish and how open and easy it was to get laid, I was one of them. And, like, mm. I never used Tinder, but, like, dude, prior to meeting my wife, it just became, like, this cycle... But it was also very hollow. I had yeah, my own very little... meaningless kind of sex. Yeah. I mean, it was fun for like a little bit. For and then the I duration. Realized, dude, I've always been a relationship kind of guy. Yeah, so I gotta like, I gotta be with somebody like ten times. Yeah, yeah. Just to know how good it really is. Well, sex wise. Sex wise, I'm saying sex wise. No, nah, not me, man. No. Like, yeah, I could, you know, I could definitely. You do could some... stuff it all in there in the first oh, half an hour. Yeah. yeah, dude. Yeah, we could have a fun <laughs> night here. And but dude, yeah, I could have a fun night. But I'm and saying, especially because I wasn't impaired no more. Yeah, dude, it was getting to the point where like, you know, I'm like hanging in there for a fucking hour. Yeah. You know, like I'm right. like, all right, man, we're gonna keep on rolling. You nah, know, <laughs> I just think I get so like fixated on like somebody in that sense that it's like once is never enough kind yeah. of thing you know like i can't i i can't imagine having one night stands i don't think i've ever ha- really had one so it i i it was such a weird transition because sex to me used to be connected to love right and then uh in my meetings we kind of like we pushed this agenda of like no relationships for at least a year mm-hmm. so then like there was chicks in the meetings that were like their emotions and their hormones 
that thirteenth step type thing. Uh, yeah, but that's that's a different thing. That, oh, okay. That's that's uh people that have a lot of clean time poaching young girls, not young but new people yeah. to getting clean. Yeah. Because when you get clean, you numbed out your emotions for a long time and your your hormones. And then all of a sudden the shit gets turned on and it it's feels like, a like flood. dude, yeah. it's you opened up the fucking dam and like let it all rush out. Mm. And admittedly, me as a young person or a young in recovery, other chicks in young in recovery, dude, you could walk into a meeting and like if a chick looked at you and smiled, you knew like hey, what are you doing after this meeting? Like, wow. It was like, holy shit, you know? And it's bad because now that I have a lot of clean time, people, oddly enough, kind of idolize me a little bit in my meetings sometimes. And it's it's a very awkward... Uh, awkward for me because, like, I can't handle attention. If you smile too much at me, mm-hmm. my brain thinks you want to suck my dick completely off. Like, wow. that's my, the way I interpret things. I'm fucked up now. I'm still fucked up. Mm-hmm. I'm always going to misinterpret things. So I like, think that's a lot of people. So for me to, like, be loyal to my wife, I have to be extremely careful about how much I joke around, especially... I with, had a big problem. I used to say very flirtatious things. Dude, I got to be everybody. really careful. But, like, not even wasn't pursuing anything i was just trying to be humorous and break the ice sure and of course they're flirtatious things that you're saying so yeah. they get misconstrued and people think like what kind of dude are you with yeah. you know what i mean like i listen i'm 43 years old i'm not fully grown up <laughs> you know what i mean like i'm always growing up yeah you yeah. know like i still feel very much like a kid or like a young man or whatever and I do stupid things. I make mistakes. I say stupid things. And, you know, I don't have everything fucking figured out. So, like, early on, when I was, like, 29 or so, I was saying things that were, you know, questionable to people. And the intention wasn't what it sounded like. <laughs> so, you know, it would get me in trouble, you know, yeah. sometimes. Yeah, Yeah, man. It was... uh Nowadays, and if I'm going to be respectful to my wife, I've learned over the years of being with my wife too. Because especially in the beginning, listen, I went from I did this transition. I'll, t- I'll tell you honestly, my wife met me on Plenty of Fish. Yeah. Now she knew some of my uh, my cousins, uh, my cousin's ex-wife. They were they were dating at the time, and then they got married, but they were all friends. So like I knew my wife through association of other people that I knew. And uh, they all knew the stories about me. I became Mr., uh, you know, sleep around guy, Hmm. like, for a little while there. And my cousin would laugh and hear all the stories. And we're dudes, so I'm, like, I'm, like, telling him everything, you know? Hmm. And he's telling his fucking girlfriend. And then when when my wife said, like, oh, yeah, you you know, you know, this girl and, and your cousin... Then they started instantly telling her, dude, stay away from him. You know, mm. This is the kind of guy he is. This is what he's going to do. He's just going to sleep with you, and he's going to just, you know, there's no relationship there. He just, that's not what he's interested in. And at the time, they were right. They were right, because that's why I was on Plenty of Fish. I wasn't interested in finding a relationship, but I was. You're interested in meeting people. Uh, you know, so, like, like, I think in the dating process, 
I, I was trying to teach myself to be open-minded, but also guarded. Because you can't just fall in love with the first chick that walks through the fucking door. Mm-hmm. Now, you can have some fun. You can... We're all adults here. You can just have, you know, safe sex or whatever and just, like, you know, have fun. It doesn't have to be yeah. a relationship for the next 30 fucking years. See, I never... Like, my 20s was, you know... I had kids very young. Sure. So I didn't have like that very adventurous kind of like 20 well, or 30 years old. Well, this was my brief little two-year yeah, window. I think I had a three-month window <laughs> one time. One time I had like a three-month window yeah. where it was like a flood. Of yeah. Just, and then right back into a relationship and just stayed, you know. I'm definitely a re- like a relationship guy. The weirdest, I, I say the weirdest uh, connection that I had is that a friend of mine from high school... Uh, I kind of openly just told her, like, I'm not interested in a relationship. Mm-hmm. This is all I want to do. And she was like, okay. And she admitted, like, I've never done this before. Yeah. So, yes, I want to experience this. I had that at one point, too. But I made the mistake of letting, like, um, she, she called me up one night to come over. And I come over and some, like, dude that she knew from the bar was there and they were like, you know, hanging out smoking a joint or whatever. And I didn't know like what the situation was with it. And I kind of took it as like, either you're disrespecting me or this dude is disrespecting me or some shit. Why would you call me up if somebody else was, and I was kind of like, yeah, uh, you know, and I kind of like ushered the guy to go and leave. And yeah. he was just, I'm just here to smoke, you know, or whatever. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, it's time yeah. for you to go. And she kind of <laughs> got like offended that I did that. Like, yeah. And it wasn't so much like, I think she took it as like I was trying to be like her boyfriend. Yeah. And it wasn't about that. Yeah. It was more about like, why is this dude here? Why is this dude here if I'm here? Yeah. Kind of thing. Like he can be here as long as I'm not. <laughs> like in my mind, that's what it was. So I kind of took it as like an insult and like approached it one way. And she kind of took it another way, but it doesn't matter because that wasn't what that was supposed to be anyway. Sure. You know, but, um, and then we had like this real nasty, shitty, like fucking fight afterwards. And it was like, I don't need this. Like, this is not what I need. And, you know, said some fucking pretty terrible shit to each other that like, I kind of thought to myself like, oh, I instantly regretted saying some of the stuff I said to her. And, um. You know, you just did things out of anger or whatever. We're friends now, though. And uh, it's just, I don't know, man. Like, it's such a fucking touchy, <laughs> such, like, rough waters. Yeah. You know? Like, I think if you find somebody that likes you and you like them, you got to kind of, you know, expound on it if you can. Because, like, I know people that are 50 and they're still serial dating. And yeah. it's like, man, you're, you're going on a job interview. Yeah. Every couple nights, you know? I got a friend that's in his 30s now. Uh, he broke up with his wife, and, and they got married pretty much, like, right after high school. Mm. And um, and he's from down south, and he's, like, he's been, like, just dating since they got divorced. And I think that was, like, five or six years ago. And, like, it's kind of a shame because, like, I think he wants to settle down. Right. But I don't think... Uh, I don't think he's really, like, ready to open up yet entirely to, like, a new relationship, you know? Like, totally let somebody in and, like, uh, I don't know, man. I hope it works out for him because, like, dude, 
Dude, he just, he is that guy. He is a fucking charming dude. He's mm-hmm. a handsome guy. He's got little fucking gym muscles. He's like, dude, and he's got a southern accent. So every chick in this fucking area yeah. just will suck his balls clean. <laughs> like, dude, it's like, it's like mind blowing to me that like, dude, chicks hear him talk and look at him and they're like, I will and they swoon fuck over you it? right yeah? now. Wow. Oh my God, dude. If yeah. you ever met him, you would want to fuck him. Hmm. I tell him all the time, I'm not even gay and I'd probably suck your dick, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Ethan, if you're listening, if I was gay, I'd fuck you, dude. He's got cheeks on him, man. He's got cheeks on him. <laughs> Jesus. So let me, oh, so let me finish what I was telling you though. So listen, this chick that I knew and I told her, all right, look, this is the, uh, this is the story. I'm not really looking long term here. She agrees, and we had some fun, and then I guess she started dating a guy, and like kind of like cut it off instantly, and was like, yep, we're done with that, you know, that was fun, thank you, but this is when it gets weird, and she goes, hey, uh, by the way, I have this like friend, and she's like, she like really enjoys fucking, you know, and I'm like, <laughs> what, like, okay, like you're literally like, making a connection right now is that what you're like you're passing my dick on to your friend <laughs> and it she did wow. you know and yeah so like so then like me and that chick kind of started like messing around and like that didn't work out because that that was uh you know like that that had its reasons why it, it didn't work out you know like mm-hmm. i was in recovery and i think that she was struggling with some things and it just was kind of a bad environment you know but it's just like these weird little uh, dating is such a weird thing, and even like being an uh, like openly dating or openly like just having fun and sleeping around or whatever was like became such a strange. I mean, it's like it's just so. Weird. It's such a strong desire. Yeah. To you know find something to you know to connect with people to even have that physical connection with people but it comes with like so much emotional shit yeah and so like there's such a level of revealing everything to somebody and it's like i think i I heard one time like uh loving somebody is like giving somebody the power to destroy you (laughs) and trusting them not to yeah which that's is, a great saying. That's kind of what it is, right? Like, sure. that's exactly what it is. I mean, you know, just being, you know, fucking naked in front of somebody is huge. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, it's it's just hard, man. Like, it's hard to differentiate because you just, you want what you want. But there's a lot that comes with getting it, you know? <laughs> like, I'm always amazed and I feel bad for... Um, I watch some dudes, like there's people that I know that go and get in relationships with the absolute, I'm a big fan of the hot to crazy ratio, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm like, dude, that's a for real thing. Oh yeah, dude. Yes. So you ever meet a dude and then you look at like the, like the chick he's with and you're like, she is unbelievably beautiful. She's fucking crazier than a shithouse rat. Dude, like... That's yeah. good. That's good for you. But like that looks like an overwhelming amount of baggage. Uh-huh. And I'm not doing that. Yeah. So like even like, like even like, uh, 
you know, like, I don't know, man. So when people talk to me about relationships or whatever, I always like think to myself, like, your spouse has to be your best friend. You yeah. know, you and I talked about this, I think, the first episode, and I was just like... You got to do a lot my... with this person that doesn't involve the fun relationship stuff. I'm amazed at people that go home and are, like, not excited to go home. Like, they just are looking for a reason to not be in their house. Mm-hmm. And I think, I never want to live like that. Mm-hmm. I don't ever want to be, like, like, dreading going home... Like, dude, I want to come home and this is my sanctuary. My fucking wife is my best friend. I'm looking forward to when, like, like I'm enjoying this conversation, but when we're done, I'm going to call my wife and chit-chat and tell her funny shit that we talked about. And she'll probably listen to this episode on Sunday when it comes out and, and she'll laugh and break my balls about, I want to know who that girl is you talked <laughs> about or whatever. She'll break my balls, but she don't yeah. give a shit, really. She'll laugh about it, you know? But, uh, dude, my wife's my best friend. Yeah, that's great. And I think that that's the important thing. And, like, I think my wife checks all the boxes. I'm amazed when I meet people that are dating and they don't have a list of things that they want or need. Because you're not always going to fill all the wants. Yeah. But I think you should definitely try to fill all the needs. I think, you know, for me, and it sounds selfish, but a big priority for me is I want to still be me. Yeah. Like, I want to do all the quirky shit that makes me who I am. Yeah. Like, I feel like when you meet people or you're dating, you kind of put out this version of yourself that isn't really real. Sure. That doesn't admit to guilty pleasures or the thing that, you know, makes you a fucking nerd or, <laughs> you know, that sexual twist that really gets you off or some shit like you're finger not finger in the asshole are you a finger in the asshole kind of guy no no i'm not <laughs> but uh so but you get what i'm saying like yeah, there's yeah, there's yeah. these things that these very intimate things about yourself that but that's what you I don't want to compromise that's what i personally mean by the need list yeah what do you need yeah. i for and you sound very similar to my need list my need i need is, to be me i need to be I need you to accept me right. exactly the way I yeah. am. One of the greatest uh, conversations right off the bat is me and my wife's first actual get-together. She came to my apartment, and she's sitting on my shitty couch, and I said, listen, I got to be honest with you. You know, like, dude, this is what I am. I'm like, uh, yeah. I'm like, uh, and I kind of said it in maybe a little fucked up kind of a way, and I, I'm always like, I always kind of cringe because I said it. I mean, my wife's black, and I said to her, "I'm a very white guy." Yeah. I go camping and I do outdoors things and I like go fishing and and like I have you know jeeps and dirt bikes and all kinds of shit and I like doing outdoor stuff and and like which is ignorant. It's ignorant that I I said that because my wife instantly responded with, "Okay, can I come?" Yeah. And and like that was like that was probably the moment when I was like, "I'm in love." Okay, she's fucking beautiful. I love the way she looks. She's fucking funny. She like, you know, yeah. and she wants to come hang out with me outdoors. I mean, I gotta sign be sign me up. Like, you know, the sexual attraction has to be there, of course, definitely. But I gotta be me. Yeah, like, and I gotta not feel funny about it. You know, I, like that's the big thing for me. Cause I'm look, I'm a tall fucking order myself. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm grateful to any woman who's taken me on. And been like, I really like that guy. You yeah. Know? Because I'm 
you know, there's a lot there, I think. Like, there's there's a lot of baggage that comes just with me. Sure. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's a big important thing for me. Like, I want a chick who's going to sit on the couch and doesn't mind, you know, watching quote-unquote RoboCop <laughs> or <laughs> WrestleMania 7, you know, with me. So, the compilation tapes. Yeah! You know? yeah what what is this? Why do you have RoboCop in your... <laughs> your collection. Yeah. Yeah, man. I'm telling you. I've been in relationships where I tried to be what the chick wanted. Like and it doesn't a, work out. Miserable. Yeah. Like, absolutely... I think that's what happened with me and that other girl. Is I was trying to be the kind of guy that like she liked and I actually feel regretful because uh it ended in fucking flames you know it was a fucking stone cold plane crash yeah and uh now to this day there's a part of me and I've heard over the years that like she moved on she got married and she's you know got a life of her own and like I think that she was a really good person and now I've got this uh this philosophy that there are great people out there but they might not be great for you yeah. or me yeah exactly you know? and i've seen other people go through these relationships where you're like dude she's a good person you're a good person but this is two puzzle pieces that don't belong that don't to fit. each other right and that's and just I, the end of it i don't have any regret about that like you know like i say all these things about like these certain people that if i've come across in my life like you know like how I meandered for two years with that girl that was nothing like me, or I was offended that the girl didn't uh, want to be with me because I wasn't black, you know? Yeah, yeah. That doesn't mean that they're not great people. You, should, you, know, you know, like, like the one person... You should have sent her a dick pic. Uh, <laughs> well, the, the, one, the one person, I'm still very good friends with her, and, you know, without making this sound... I, I I still very much care for her. Like, sure. She's a very, very good friend. Like okay. she is one of my better friends. She, I like this girl showed up at my sister's funeral. Okay. You know, like she's a friend. Yeah. You know, so I don't really hold it against her, but I when she told me that, like part of me was very offended. Yeah. I'm like, ugh, what the fuck? But that doesn't mean I don't I don't love her any less. You know what I mean? Like she's still a very good friend. The other girl I don't even talk to anymore, which is fine. But uh, I actually think my girlfriend is friends with her. Because they had met at one point or whatever. Huh. But I don't I don't even associate with her anymore. And it's, that's fine, too. Because it's whatever. But, yeah, um, well, I think we all move on. I yeah, mean, dude, I just, that's all it was. I just moved on in my head. And it was like, what wasn't was supposed to be. It just isn't. You know what I mean? Dude, there's been so many times in my life where I was like, all right, I think this is the one. I really like this chick. And she just... Is Didn't not, reciprocate. Not into you, man. She's just not into you. It's like, hard. Isn't there a fucking movie called that where like she just ain't into you or some shit yeah, like that? I don't. Yeah. I and, think, and yeah. I think even that concept of like you have this infatuation with this person, or maybe you genuinely love this person, but they're the they're you just think not that there. your feelings are going to be enough to make that happen, and it doesn't, and that's just fucking it crushes you. I think the most heartbreaking thing is that I feel like. Uh, at one point in my life, I think that there was a person that cared that much about me. Yeah. And I wasn't there. And I wasn't capable of expressing the same feelings. You I know? think sometimes about that, too. I think, like, I think even in high school, like, I think there was somebody that had really strong feelings for me and I didn't even pick up on it. 
Yeah. And now I look back on it and go, fuck, man. Like, even, like, I don't think, like, I would have ever stayed with, uh, like, somebody long term that I was, you know. Sure. Look, I had kids with somebody that you know, I went to high school with. And, you know, we had a very devoted relationship with each other for a long time. But at 43, we're not together anymore. So right. I don't think, like, but I think, like, it was a missed opportunity when I think back on it because I really adored this person as a friend. She was a great friend. And if she had any feelings for me, man, I, I, you know, I wish at that time I'd have known it, but you know, I don't, not that it's a regret, but I, you know, to think how much I cared about that person as a friend, I hope they weren't going through anything because they liked of all people me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I guess that's, I wish I'd have known and she also happens to be our biggest fan. So. Oh, no, no, that, yeah. not that girl. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. This was a different person. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, yeah, this was a different person altogether. Oh, I totally fucked this all up. We're yeah, going to have to edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, truth be told, you know, she messages me quite a bit and tells me how much she likes the show, and I think it has made our friendship better than it has been in the past, you know, it's hard when you have kids with somebody and, you know, you have so much personal shit. Sure, sure. And, uh, you know, we get combative with each other and we go at each other's throats a lot over the years. And sometimes we get along and sometimes we don't. And there's a lot of history. So it's nice that the, this kind of has brought a little bit of levity to that. And I hope that stays that way. Because I don't, I don't really, uh, I know that she's reached out and, you know, like, she's definitely expressed to me that she likes the show. She... I don't know. She likes my little car TikTok yeah. thing, and and like uh, I think her her husband or her boyfriend or her husband say, her husband is a car guy too. Yeah. So like she's pretty pretty involved in the car community. I think they drag race or do car yeah, yeah, shows. Yeah. But uh, and listen, if she's happy, I'm happy. Shit, yeah, you know man. what I mean. Like yeah. that's all I want is for her to be happy. Yeah. So. And and so and I mean I think even becoming an adult, like really really an adult, is reaching that level of like all right i respect what you're doing mm-hmm. and and i really sincerely believe that like i look back on relationships that i like used to have huge resentments towards that girl and yeah. and now i'm just like i really hope things do work out for you you know like my ex-wife dude there was like so much emotional roller coaster shit yeah. that like and we don't even have children but it's like I felt like she used me at one point. I felt like... Because after, after we got divorced, she would just like... Every time she broke up with a dude, she'd call me up to come fix her shit or help her with something around her house. And I'm like a puppy dog, so I'm like... You're oh. like, a, like a dick in a glass case kind of dude, thing. Dude, it was so bad. I wasn't even getting laid out of it. Uh-huh. I was just like, oh, okay. It, it was bad. Mm-hmm. Dude, it was bad. You know, like it was like... I remember at one point she got a boob job and like... <laughs> Dude, she fucking asked me to look at him, and I'm like, like don't show me your tits if we're dude, not gonna do anything. How the fuck do you expect yeah. me to not get mind fucked? You're not right a now? fucking house cat, dude. You know, but it was that. It was that. Yeah. You know. Oh, hey, what do you think about these? I think there's a chick standing in front of me with her tits out right now, and I can't do anything about it. I'm gonna just pull my dick out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to Louis C.K. the shit out of this right now. You feel awkward? Because I fucking feel awkward. Why don't we both feel awkward? Yeah, yeah go ahead. Flick your fucking bean. I don't give a shit. <laughs> you don't want to touch me? That's fine. I'm going to watch. <laughs> See? Resentments. No, I swear to God, though, you know, there was a lot of resentment towards her. And uh, now, dude, it's just like, 
I hope you're all right, man. I hope everything's oh, yeah. all right, you know? Yeah. And, like, you know, I don't know. It's funny because I have family members that still kind of, like, talk to her a little bit here and there. And, like, they'll, like, tell me, like, shit that's going on. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't have time for that. My wife is, like, right there. I got to worry about this one, okay? That one, that's fucking gone. That's fucking, yeah. fucking 15 years ago. That shit is long gone, yeah. you know? And I think, like, so, me and you, we kind of run on autopilot sometimes. It's like... Sure, you don't you know? even want to think about it. You like, I just want everybody to be okay so well, I can just keep conducting my business or whatever. You know what I mean? I do worry that my family members sometimes still talk to my ex just because why are you making my my wife feel uncomfortable? Uh-huh. You know, like, dude, I wish you would stop doing that. You yeah, Because my wife sense. is more important, Yeah, you know, in my eyes. I don't so, have that issue. So yeah, yeah, that's something, that. something that we deal with on my side. But, uh... Dude, I'll tell you what, man. It's been going a while now. This is a fucking long episode. This it's is cool. Two Maybe and break half it up in half. Maybe do, you know. Uh, I don't care. Yeah. Whatever you want to do. Put it all out at one time. Fuck them. Put them all out. They could just Fuck it. listen to it in sections, you know? Yeah. Drive home. Drive drive to work. Drive home, you yeah. know? Do it a couple times because this is two and a half fucking hours. Good Lord. Yeah, man. This is like the fucking... This, this is the is, opus. This is the Lord of the Rings fucking episodes, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Frodo Baggins. <laughs> All right, man. Well, it was fun talking about some porno with you and stuff. Um, I guess we'll just end it with uh, if anybody has any questions or comments or anything, you can email us at everythirdsundaypod at gmail.com. Uh, you can get in touch with us on Instagram or Facebook. And um, I hope, you know, you hung in with us this long and uh looking forward to doing this again sometime again laura i apologize for kissing the back of your fucking skull let's end this episode with i am a cunt for that moment (laughs) (laughs) what a thing what an awkward thing